0: And welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. If you are enjoying our d adventure, you can always support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. There you will be able to find all kinds of perks as our way of saying thank you. And if you really like us, be sure to stock up on our official Tabletop Notch merchandise at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. It's all very exciting stuff. But now, allow Orba to take you away into a world of mystery with this week's episode of A Peak Beneath the Veil.
1: Mike and it
2: sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to you know, we Tabletop it. Notch.
1: Yeah, welcome. Um,
2: we're gonna be picking up with chapter 39. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
3: That's amazing.
2: And a we're gonna be jumping right into it. <gasps> uh
3: <laughs>
2: As we like to do. Does anyone have any things they'd like to say before we sort of roll the intro per usual?
0: Uh, no, but if you've seen... Uh, yes, actually, because I was just about to launch oh. into a thought. Uh, If you saw the guest book, we updated the little stamps to Mark, who's subbed and bidded for what amounts and how, how long, so please enjoy that and yeah. take a close peek at it. Your
2: guys' support really means a lot. Yeah. We wanted to make sure we sort of gave little badges yeah. to people who have been sort of subbing along the way, so thank you guys so much.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um...
2: We love to be here, so we're happy to have some people who join us along the way to tell the story. Absolutely. Um, anything else? It's
1: about 30 hours from John's birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah!
3: Happy 30 hours. The countdown starts
1: right now. <laughs> 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 That's some math
4: right
1: there. Wow. Damn, it, I was going off of that clock and that clock's on.
2: That
4: right. clock's on. So we set one hour. 31 hours.
2: Set.
0: Set. Perfect. Into my 31! We were
2: gonna just stream <laughs> until his birthday. Yes, oh. <laughs> Oh, here we go. A Thirty hours dream. I, I love it. That, um, we'll get
5: some shit done.
2: <laughs> or maybe not. Or, or maybe yeah. Thirty hours of like waiting behind corners. <laughs> with guards. We'll do it in real, real time. time. Uh, waiting. Uh, extra run. long rest. Long rests. <laughs> real time long rest. Oh
3: no.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's get things started. We're gonna roll that intro. Yeah. And then we'll do yeah.
3: it. Yeah. Let's All go.
2: Right, roll that intro.
1: I'll see you in a second. Thank <sweak> you.
2: chapter 38. Bear this in mind. Graven and Jillian cleared the area beneath the catwalk of its resident snakes, Mm -hmm. though not without being roughed up in the process. After nearly drowning, Graven cut Jillian free from a constrictor snake, and the two of them took a moment to breathe. Though the reprieve was short-lived, as Jillian insisted they complete the construction of their rope bridge before returning to a safe hiding spot. Bizarra and Safira, well on their way back to the rendezvous point, spotted yet another black lion, this time posing less of a threat with numerous injuries and no companions. Feeling merciful, Safira slit his throat before searching his belongings. Discovering a note written in a language she could not understand, hoping to be prompt in their return, they took the barbarian's personal effects and made haste to the east. In the last hour before Erland and Orba needed to vacate the operations depot, they gathered some last-minute intelligence, and were forced to hide when a visitor arrived to berate the supervisor, Berto, over something that had fallen into the river down at the harvesting yard. Worried that Berto might be catching on to some of the unusual activity at the lake, Jillian implored Orba to comb through the first and second floors of the depot for a key to prevent access to the cellar, where he might discover that he'd been robbed of several ropes. After narrowly avoiding disaster, Jillian gave the signal to regroup. And Orba used a featherfall spell to allow her and Erlen to jump safely from the roof deck without arousing any suspicion.
3: You're welcome.
2: <laughs> With the party reunited at the designated meeting area, it was time to share what we'd learned about the, uh, share what we had learned and plan for the break-in. Given the extensive security measures at the camp, the safest bet seemed to be using either the river or the rooftops to access one of the unguarded openings around the primary building. A footbridge, a chimney over the electrolysis lab, or a drainage system that Erland had seen being used for eliminating waste. After roles were determined and a loose structure was outlined for remaining undetected, we had a moment to rest, waiting for the full cover of darkness to aid our efforts. During this time, Safira tinkered with her bow and found that the brown bear's spirit had unlocked access to new abilities that could be used in her animal form.
3: Shut up. <laughs> no! <laughs> no!
2: <laughs> A setting sun signaled the time to mobilize, and the group maneuvered around the east end of the operations depot to access the rope bridge, holding strong against the current, shielded from the catwalk's lantern light. We gritted our teeth as we entered the frigid waters, and we were making steady progress until Safira slipped and began to drift towards the waterfall. As an emergency measure, Jillian fired an arrow attached to a thin rope that found purchase in Saphira's leg, allowing her to be reeled in at the cost of some significant blood loss. Yep. As Graven, Bizarra, and Orba, floundering in the lake, attempted to pull Saphira back undercover, we wondered. Would all of this fuss draw the attention of either the supervisor or the catwalk sentinel? Was this a worrisome indication of how things were going to go oh, at the yeah. harvesting yard? And would, it possi- <laughs> and would it be possible to quickly trade the essence of a bear for the essence of a fish? Oh, we find out now, <laughs> Whoa. on chapter thirty-nine, wow, shots fired. <laughs> of a peek beneath the veil. A bear head of
3: a fish.
5: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: For a few moments, Bazaar is forced to take short, stuttering breaths, opportunistically as her head bobs up, above, and below the surface of the water. One massive hand is clasped around her right ankle, pulling her in opposition to the substantial flow, creating a kind of skipping stone effect. And she could let go and get her bearings. But she refuses to surrender her hold on Sephira, who after spinning over several times while being reeled in, has turned into a tangled web of twine and torment. And with a tremendous heave, Graven brings Bizarra and by extension Sephira close enough to grasp one of the guides. The three of them tucking wet rope underneath armpits and struggling to right themselves in the dark. I need the three of you to make constitution saving throws.
4: 15. Uh, 23.
2: Wow. Jesus. Nine. As Safira's reeled in, everyone sort of gasping a little bit for air is sort of getting a little bit of water in their mouth. And you fee- hear a few sort of sputtering coughs, and Safira, kind of unable to get the, the fluid out of her throat. You hear a little as water comes spraying up out of her mouth. And Jillian comes... Waiting over, and she clasps her hand over Safira's mouth, and as she does so, she reaches down and pulls the arrow out of your leg, oh. and holds her hand to the wound. And Jillian holds her hand up, and listens. There's a bit of quiet here, as you try to determine whether or not the noise has attracted any attention. You listen, and you wait, and then you see the light above you, through the slats, take turns blacking out and coming back up as someone is walking along the catwalk, and then it stops, and you hear a voice over the edge.
1: Oi! Someone down there!
2: Of course it has to be on my fucking round, eh? And you hear pff, 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 in the opposite direction, away from the operations depot. Fuck! <sighs> Severa, you said you had the ability to turn into a bear. Is that an ability that you have on hand? Um, well,
5: uh, bear with a wolf's head.
2: For now, that will have to do. We're gonna to get to the other side as close as we can. We're going to have Sephira transform, and hopefully he will think that the animal was creating the noise. We have to keep him away from noticing the rope bridge. Is that understood? Yes. 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 And Jillian begins to wait. And you guys are moving along. Everyone athletics checks with advantage as you're pulling the rope along. Yeah, that was nice. Nope. 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 Right. Oh, gosh.
5: Seven. 27.
3: 22.
1: 18. 15.
2: Seven, seven. okay. So the group kind of, and you kind of look out for each other, and a couple times someone kind of wobbles, but having sort of seen the aftermath of what can happen, everybody's kind of within grabbing distance, and people sort of steady each other, and Julian's quickly trying to get to the end, and you're moving, wading through the water and pulling, and finally it starts to get a little shallower. It was sort of dipping down, and now again, I'm assuming you climb back on Graven's back. So the two of you are kind of descending out of the water. And the the uh, Erland and uh, Sephira and Orba for a while had, had it kind of tucked under their, their armpit and they were kind of moving along. And finally, your sort of wiggling feet are able to find the riverbed again. And you can feel kind of the wet stone underneath mm-hmm. your feet. And you're moving closer and closer. And you see in the distance as right up before you get to the bank, as it's about to curl around to the catwalk, there's a bit of light that's starting to come around. That seems like it might be someone holding a lantern that's moving their way down to take a look at the river. Severa, now!
5: Um, I, I have to fire it at a... Yes, you do. target. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Um, can I try to fire non lethally at this guy? Do I, what, what, what do I... Uh,
2: yes, or you can shoot at... I mean... One of us.
4: Can she shoot it at an animal underwater, or no? Uh,
2: if there was one, yes. It just has to have a target.
5: Uh, it did do it. Can I see any wildlife around?
2: Give me a perception check with disadvantage. Oh, Christ.
5: Oh, well, boy. you know. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. It's very dark, and the water <laughs>
2: sort of with the flowing water, the 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 surface is very choppy. You can't see any wildlife here as it is. Okay.
1: What's the problem, Sphera? I need to
2: learn something. I have to have a target.
1: Oh, Fuck's sake,
5: it now, Sveira. I'm in a firehead grave. Yeah, oh, you,
2: he's not trying to dodge it, so it hits. It's okay. okay. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. Roll for the damage, though. Oh, <laughs>
5: Jesus. Okay, I forget what it is.
2: Sorry. It's okay. It's on the back of that. Yep. The, the fact that I'm damage. not at
1: full HP, does she get all her little bonuses and stuff? <laughs> does it say choose so after you find that? Oh,
5: fuck. So this is the first time I've done this. Sorry. So it's, it's okay. plus Dex, plus proficiency, plus.
0: This oh is no, that's to hit, hit. hit. No, damage is 36.
5: Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> 4. 4 and then go to where you have your little Colossus Slayer thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I don't know if you can choose whether or not that activates or not or so if it, it's four. always cuz he's yeah. already hurt. Yes, that's what you're saying.
5: Um when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, the creatures gonna, you can no, I mean I What is it you can. can? No, you take it. When you hit a creature yep. with a weapon attack, the creature takes an extra 1 d8 DA damage. Yes. below its hit point. Mana. Great.
1: All right, so, so so far a four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Okay. This is d8, right? Yep. Oh my god,
0: 7
2: mm-hmm.
0: you Good friend, you good friend.
2: hmm Okay. You all right there? hmm Okay. So, she sort of takes out the bow engraven. Graven. Where are you letting her sort of shoot you? In the thigh or the butt or something?
0: The butt? <laughs> in the ass? Um,
2: <laughs> somewhere <laughs> that's not like an organ?
4: Uh, no, not your arm.
2: Uh, the arm, right? Yeah. So he sort of flexes the arm At, a little bit. As he does that, Erlen goes up behind him <laughs> and covers his mouth. <laughs> sure. And uh, she goes, uh, and the arrow uh, sinks in. And as it does, you activate the form. Yeah. And there's sort of a whoosh, splashing of water as... Whoosh, You see the creature appear. What does it look like?
5: It's a bear. I mean, it's a bear with a wolf's head. It's a a bear with a wolf's
2: head. Great. So you see this mass of fur appear, and half of it's underwater. So you see the sort of bubbling up underneath, and there's this mass of wet fur. And the wolf's head kind of shakes off the water. And right as that's happening, you can see the lantern coming around. Now, Sephiroth,
5: now. Scare him away, and then get out of there. I'm gonna run, sort of, with. I'm gonna try to make sure that my head isn't facing him, because sure. that's super weird. <laughs> and then run, kind of, almost like I'm chasing something into the woods ahead of him.
2: Sure. Just. <clears throat> Great. Like
5: kind
1: of trying so to you grab come running up, and you can
2: see he's like <laughs> working his way down, and it's in the dark, and he holds up the lantern, and he starts to see a little bit in the animal, and he.
1: Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, oi! Be gone!
5: Get, be, get!
2: And he's trying to like scare it away a little bit.
5: Can I make kind that's of a. Like, a and and like kind of sob, oh. like scatter off into the woods. And he
2: tries to get kind of a good look. Uh, give me a performance check with advantage because it's in the dark. Nice. <laughs>
5: Okay, oh! Um uh okay, performance. Uh, eighteen, I don't know, I don't
2: Eighteen, vanguard. great. So as you kind of get up, you're able to kind of keep your head down and you sort of block most of the vision of your big bear body and you tuck your wolf's nose like in towards and you kind of limp your way through. And the guy sufficiently sort of you can see him sort of panic. whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa and he lets you kind of run by. So you're running by and there's like some rock formations yeah. and trees and things, because so it only lasts like 30 seconds, right? Yeah, the form. Yeah. So you kind of run by and you duck behind the sort of little rock ridge that's there
3: mm-hmm. and
2: everybody kind of waits and he, <sighs> fuck, <sighs> Batta's not gonna believe this, <laughs> <laughs> starts to walk his way back up towards the other building, not the operations depot, because you guys are now on the other side. You guys are all kind of <sighs>
3: oh.
0: Orba pulls out her healing potion and goes up to Graven. Not yet,
2: save it. Are you sure?
1: No, let's keep going.
4: Positive.
1: Yes.
2: You guys kind of work your way a little bit. Now you're up on the bank. You've now sort of successfully exited the water. Um, uh, Graven, Pizarra, and Sephira, are there any things in your bag that are now ruined?
3: Continue no. need two.
2: Um... If you have any notes, you can keep the note because you would remember the important things that are on it, okay. but just know that you they're physically they're ruined. I Those have, notes are ruined.
4: I have I have notes. Cool. Um, so you're going to
2: hang on to them and be like, I remember what was on them. But it, just remember, you can't give those yeah, notes to anybody. They are exactly. they are ruined.
4: Mm.
1: Um, <laughs> I actually don't think I have anything. Well, okay. The, I have two um, letters no that I never No paper goods.
4: Said. <laughs> are ruined. i One of my notes he has has his, <laughs> his <pop>. <laughs> 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 To keep it in his um, I just have, like, the clothing, but... It gets damp. That'll dry out. Yeah. But other than that, just the letters.
1: Um... Canisters and mycelium are fine. Potion, those are fine. Yeah, um, those that was,
4: like, a are like glass and metal. Yep, yeah. yeah, those
1: are fine. That's glass. Michael Juice Kid.
2: Oh, yes.
4: what fine. about the hand?
2: <laughs> uh, it's damp, oh, <laughs> stinky. Oh, yeah, fucking yes. stinks. Yeah, the like the, oh, wait, the, the oh, mycelium the is little... kind of like wet strands <laughs> oh. dripping off of it. Oh. <laughs> Still
4: good, just a little wet.
2: Yeah, but that's all fine. But yeah, so just know that okay. any of those notes and
1: things, those those are ruined. Kind of like mycelium
2: notes.
4: That chessboard is imprinted in brain. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Trust me, I thought that. I've been thinking about that for. <laughs> I believe. And you.
2: there's a moment as Jillian sort of waits, well beyond sort of what might be the allowable. She just is making absolute sure that no sounds, no extra noises. And after a very short little while, after he retreats back up the hill, again overhead, and you see the light moving along the slats, and you see it travel up and behind. You. Towards the operations. Alright. What do we say we get
1: into this building? Please Let's do it. Stealth checks for everybody with the bandage. Uh, I'm gonna pull the arrow yep. up and, and cast cure wounds on myself. Sure. You can do that as you're moving. That doesn't generate a shitload of light or anything. No? Uh,
3: uh
4: no. <laughs> You didn't say it with advantage, right? I did say so. oh, so- yeah. it It's in the dark.
2: You guys are in the
4: dark right now. 14. Eight. 14. 10. Yeah,
0: 16. 14. Just
2: take the d20. One at a time, you trickle up sort of little, uh the ridge there up toward the other building. You get up to the door. Jillian's the first one there. She kind of puts her back up against it. And from here, you can kind of peek your head around and see the sentinel moving slowly in the other direction. Jillian waits. And then she reaches behind her. She pushes her way through. And you guys trickle through the door. And you find yourselves in what appears to be sort of a small mess hall. But its disorganization and haphazard appearance, they make it, it makes it clear that this is not a room that's frequented by large groups. Tables are dusty, pushed together in a way that barely accommodates any seating. And there's a number of horizontally stacked barrels with wooden spigots and dry wine stains splattering the floor beneath it. A lone lantern casts a gloomy light throughout the space. The back wall has been defaced with a number of stick figure drawings, tally marks, what could possibly be scores scrawled across it. It seems like at one time, possibly when these buildings were under construction and more work was being done at the lake, more people sort of uh, came through here. People sort of frequented this area as a resting spot for construction. But now that everything has kind of moved down, it has sort of a forgotten appearance to it. To your right, There is a door that you can safely assume leads out to the catwalk, closed, no window or anything on it. And in the back left corner, there's a little railing and a gap in the floor, where a staircase seems to be headed down below. Mm -hmm. All right,
1: how are you feeling, Graven? Good. Good? I'm sorry. Had to be done.
0: Are you okay? Yeah.
5: Yeah, I'm fine.
1: All right.
2: Just just take a moment here to breathe, and then we'll continue on. Does anybody have any questions about exactly what we're doing, considering once we get down below, conversation must be placed at a minimum. We don't want to arouse any suspicion through noise. It will not be as loud when we're not right next to the waterfall. Do we know exactly which side of the waterfall will be coming out from the north or the south? I don't. I suppose it doesn't matter as long as you use the, the ring's abilities. Yes, hopefully it will be dark enough that that will disguise our appearance considerably. If there's a way to come out on the south side, I think that's preferable. The rooftop is much easier to access from there. How close must we stay to you? Thirty feet.
5: Mm. We should have a way of signalling to one another with our hands. Something that doesn't require sound.
1: A signal for what? It's too dark for many of us.
5: Yeah. I guess that's true.
1: To there's going to
2: be there's people. going to be a period where we're running across the open, no matter what. Yeah. So we'll try and do that as fast as possible and stick as close to me as you can so you don't fall outside of the pass without trace spell.
3: Okay,
2: Once we're on the roofs, no discussion. Yes. You, myself, and Safira will jump down and the other three will continue on. Well, we're going to have to escort Graven, Azara, and Orva to the chimney, at least at first. Oh, of course. Right. Hmm. Jillian kind of takes a look around. It's the first time that any of you have kind of been inside this. You've never seen, like, a, really a blueprint of the interior or anything like that. Um, give me perception checks as people are moving around.
1: Investigation checks, actually. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that's the worst one uh, you could have nine. Twelve.
4: Twelve.
2: 12. 15. 9,
3: 20. Ooh! <laughs> yeah.
2: So as Jillian is talking, Bazaar is actually kind of, she's listening, but she's kind of looking yeah, around the room.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah
4: whatever. And
2: there's a couple <laughs> things that you notice. First of all, there's a small hatch in the ceiling. Based on seeing the building's architecture from the outside, it doesn't seem like there's a second floor. It might be like an attic kind of crawl space.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's a small latch kind of holding it closed. It doesn't look like it's locked, just like you need to slide it. But not easily accessible. If you go, To get up there, you'd have to climb on uh-huh. something, yeah, or, or put something. The wine barrels don't seem to have any markings on them that you kind of... You, Run your eyes over the barrels as you're looking around the room. They don't seem to have any markings. And there isn't really much to glean from the sort of scribbles on the back wall. It does appear that Team Daphne was beating Team Glenn in whatever game they were playing.
3: Good for her. Mm. It's
2: important. Mm. It's important. <laughs> There's one larger drawing of someone's face that nobody recognizes that appears to have several notches in it where a blade might have been stuck oh, into it or ooh. thrown. None you of us recognize that? No, you don't recognize the face. Mm. <laughs> And one part says, catwalk run, current record, Arthas. Arthas? And most of the markings are done in chalk, partially kind of faded, crumbling away. But some of them are carved, like some of the sort of blade marks that you saw. Those are kind of carved into it, some letters and things carved. And you find, as you're kind of browsing around the room, there's also a broken dulcimer in the corner. seems like maybe people, again, this sort of mess hall atmosphere, people sort of rested, relaxed here, played music, drank, you know,
1: sort of... Delt somewhere?
2: Uh, yeah, it's like an instrument. Got it. Uh, it. sits on your lap and you kind of play it with strings. It's just... <laughs> and that's what you kind of see as you're looking around the room.
4: And can I assume that I reread all this? or You can, yeah. I mean, you everyone can. can see it after I see yep.
2: it.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, does the hatch... Look like the one that we saw?
2: Uh, no, it's much smaller.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: and it um, it just looks. It doesn't have a. The other one was kind of had an imposing kind of look to it, very heavy, right. iron banded. This one's kind of just like a little hatch in like the ceiling, like you'd store something up there. Right. Yeah, or an attic crawl space that you'd have up there. Yeah. Uh, having spent a decent amount of time on like the other roof, and I mm-hmm. assume which looked sort of
3: vaguely down uh, yeah
2: um, would would Erland have like know what ish was on that other roof like anything of import like a uh, on the other roof and what so the... like if I was on the operations mm-hmm. Depot third floor and I yep. assume the um, storage area was yep. over here would I have like gotten a view of the roof as I was sort of like looking around yeah you could in, in what way though there, well, do, there's do, no do, roof deck or anything Like, yeah did it look like anything? a place where people stayed did it look like a lookout point there was no there's no balconies or anything like that so okay. and as far as you could tell from the outside it looked like it was just a one story building but now sort of seeing this hatch you can tell that there's at least like a little something mm-hmm. up it's above these, this it
1: does, it does seem like it doesn't
2: there is something between that and where the roof would be yes, yes. Yeah. just sort of a general ballpark based on the, like the height of the building
4: is it... Julian?
2: Yes, and she's in the middle of... Kind of she's wringing out some of her things kind of in the corner, making sure yeah. that things are...
4: The hatch above. I think there's a separate way to make our way across.
2: Well, we're going down. I don't think we want to go up. However, we have a moment here just for a second. If you want to take a look around, just don't break anything or drop anything. How high are the ceilings, roughly? Yeah. Like ten feet.
1: I mean, so I could hold somebody up. Craven, anyone want to try? Perhaps give me a boost. Let's oh. try. Take a look.
2: Um, <laughs> I could have been
4: an easier choice. Um, um, you can't see in the dark. She is smaller and lighter.
2: Um, oh, it is dark. If it's dark, uh, there's well, a lantern in here. It's very dimly lit, but it's lit.
1: Also, jump
4: high. Okay. Go <laughs> <Island>.
1: <laughs> Good work noticing. Get away
4: from I'm only the one that discovered the
1: hatch, um, I'm going to,
2: like, climb on his shoulders. i going to do a gymnast on the hips, like... Yeah, like, so I climb know. on the shoulders, and then ah, I, I want to try and stand, good form. To stand on his shoulders, holding his head, and get my balance. <laughs> sure. Am I at the ceiling? Give me an acrobatics check with advantage. Oh, I you're part? kind of studying each other. Am I, am also me? I oh, no. uh, Dirty 20. There you Great. go. You guys kind of steady yourselves. You, Graven kind of slowly walks him over to the spot, and you're able to get your hands up on it. And it seems like a simple kind of uh, metal latch lever that you just pull, and it looks like it would fall down. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, gonna give it a listen first, just to hear. You do not. Great. Hear me. And then I'm gonna give it a pull. Great. So the latch kind of clicks open, and it kind of it opens this way. Yeah. So it kind of swings by you, and right as it does that, a little kind of uh, rope ladder tumbles out. So it kind of. Mm-hmm. unfurls and, like, roll right in front of Graven's space this sort of, like... Yeah, roll um, ladder. So uh, Erlen's going to transfer off of Graven onto the... I probably don't even need the ladder. I'm going to sort of climb myself up into the space. Okay, and you poke your head up into the attic. And there's a small kind of crawl space, no more than three to four feet high, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's being used as additional storage. Mm-hmm. And it seems absolutely
1: packed
2: with barrels and bottle crates, containing what appear to be unopened bottles of wine. There's also, just to your right as you pass through the hatch, a large stack of parchment paper. (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to look at the crates and the wine and see if I recognize the branding. The barrels have no labels, but the bottles have a small MV logo. MV? Does that remind me of any of the Mala Vineyard bottles that I saw? It very well could. But does it, it does not have a label like that's... Marked, slimmed, uh, uh, no, it does not have a specific... Gramari one. one. <laughs> yes, the, <laughs> the Gramari one. <laughs> one. The Gramari one. dot dot the <laughs> one, dot. The Gramari one.
4: Can I can I call up to him quietly? Yeah, sure. Ireland. Yeah.
2: I'm peek my head over.
4: Speaking yes. of importance.
2: Um, I'm going to... Are all the bottles uh, of... Oh, one second. And I'll crawl back. Do all you the bottles the body look body the body. same? Uh, as far I, as you can tell, yeah, there's a lot of things up in here. But yes. on the I'm going to oh, yeah. oh, grab yeah. a bottle and come back over. Sure. Are you up on the ladder now? Just yeah. like at the base of the ladder, yeah, kind of looking base. up? Yeah. Just gonna hold a bottle down.
4: Can I grab it? Yeah. And it, is it corked?
2: Yeah, it looks yeah, it looks like it has not been opened. Yet. Can I open it? Uh do you have a way to open it? Without kind of breaking it?
4: My mouth. I, like just I don't know, am I strong uh, enough to pull cork the cork out? No, you wouldn't be able to cork that. Okay. Can um, I just like study it because I yeah. wanted to smell it, but I guess I can't open it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you'd have to find a way to open it. Just right. Everybody
4: smelling shit. Now. Or <laughs> can, I, just, like, can I take the <laughs> knife out of my backpack and it ch- stab it?
2: Yes. <laughs> you could take a second to kind of carve out the cork. Yeah, it would kind of make a mess of it. You might get cork pieces in the wine. You'd ruin the wine. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding
4: the nice bottle. I just want to smell it to see if it's actually wine. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Great, so
2: Bizarre kind of sits down and she's kind of like working on it quietly with a knife. Give me a dexterity check as you're doing that. first So while it's happening, all the body. Okay. So you carefully Close. take the knife and you sort of go around the edge and you're able to kind of get the blade enough in and you kind of slowly and it pops. And you're able to pull it out. Give it a sniff. It definitely smells like wine. Yep. <laughs>
4: You seem disappointed. I just was thinking maybe they were filling the bottles with other liquids. Oh, not,
2: not a bad thought, but remember, let's not do anything we can't undo. Right. A couple more minutes here. Julian's kind of putting some things. Together.
4: I'll put the. Can I put it back in? Uh, you I can guess. kind of jam it. Yeah, yeah it's not I'll perfect, but. Oh,
1: Can Look over. Grab the bottle back. Mm-hmm. Just mess hall storage. Anything else? One second. I'm gonna put the bottle back where I found it. Sure. Um, so all the bottles seem to be in the unmarked crates as well. Uh,
2: so the, the crates are no crates are closed. There's barrels mm-hmm. that are unlabeled, and then there's these crates that look like bottle crates. Oh, so there's like I 16 see. bottles in like a oh. little slots, little uh, crisscrossing slots. And the barrels seem to be sort of barrels that you would tap yeah. to get. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of crawl over to the um, pieces of parchment. Sure. Um, I want to sort of take a second and start to look through. As you look through them, um, they definitely all look the same. It looks like a bunch of postings that are the same. And it seems to be kind of a written warning. And you notice that many of the pages have small holes near the top. Some have crease marks, some may have been crumpled. It looks like at one time they were posted up like there's a little hole near the top that looks like someone posted them and now they've been taken down. So none of them are the right one?
4: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> 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 oh, I've got you notes for that one.
4: <laughs> this is your letter of
2: It's like, the myconids are in the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, So none of these look new. None of these, um, like, none in of them. They're, like, they're all stacked and they all seem sort of crinkled and there's none that seems, yeah, the notes. Yeah, the notes all seem, yeah, do not seem okay. super new. They don't seem, the writing's not like, the ink's not faded in a way that, like, it seems like it was ages ago. Oh, yeah. Um, er- Erwin's gonna crawl back to that bottle they just put back. Sure. Is it. How well did she recork it? Is it possible for me to? Yeah, it's hard to get it all the way back in. So if you worked on it a little bit, you could undo it. Okay, Erlen's gonna. You're welcome. Give Can me a I... dexterity. Uh, straight dex. Yeah. Uh, Eleven. Oh, Eleven.
3: Okay. Yeah. It, it takes
2: a second, and as you're kind of wiggling it, now that it's the second time, some pieces of the cork break off. Like you've ruined kind of the integrity of the cork, but you are able to get it out. You would not now be able to recork sure. it. Um. Okay. Can I give it a smell? Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it smells smell like smell. wine. Smells um, give me a straight intelligence check. Oh. I have done, so done that
4: before. <laughs> right. eh. sense.
2: Four. Yeah. You I mean, it done. doesn't ring any bells. It's like, the, the sense, the f- it doesn't, doesn't trigger anything.
4: I'm going to call back up. Erland, anything else?
2: I'm going to ignore that for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a flask. Sure. Um, and I want to try and carefully pour a little bit of this wine out into sure, the flask. That's easy enough. Great. Some... Um, screw up the flask. Uh, and I want to try and find a crate that is, like, far away from... Sure. You take. You have to crawl back crawl, a little way. Has, wanna, yeah. like, there's a lot of crates here, yeah. Great, yeah, I want to sort of pop it in. Sure. There's a number of crates that if you just poked your head up into the attic, you wouldn't see it. Yeah, so I'm going to go, like, the furthest one, turn sure. it in. Yeah.
1: Crawl back. Um, peek my head down and go... You didn't drink that one that you just opened, did you? No. No one did.
3: No. no?
1: All right. Um, Why? Do not drink the wine from last uh, last week's shipment. It appears these liquids were contaminated and may be dangerous to your health. We will be rounding up the tainted
2: goods and no longer doing business with Mollifier, well, with Mollifier Vineyards,
1: until further notice. Tainted. Contaminated. Um, rounding up the tainted goods, yes.
4: Interesting. Yeah. But they kept it.
2: Well, we all went to the Mollifair estate? Does this mean anything to you?
4: No. no, no. There was awesome. no
0: issue with contaminated products. Perhaps we we Mollifair has a grudge.
2: There was no suspicion that Mollifair or someone at this party was, I don't know, involved in this somehow?
3: No. no.
1: Right. Um, Ron's gonna keep it now. Sure. Sorry, you said, it. they said Envy or Envy?
3: M. 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 As in Mollaffair. Uh, v. V. I wrote all N. V as in
4: vineyards. <laughs> it's actually M.
0: Okay.
3: Alright.
1: Uh, as he's kind Pull of... Pull the rope r- 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 back up.
3: Oh.
1: Mm. Uh, um, there I go. Uh, okay. Does anyone need, there's many, many of these notes, does anyone need any scrap paper?
2: Let's not do that unless that's yeah. absolutely necessary. Yes. Nothing that they might notice.
1: Thank yeah. you. Um,
2: roll up the thing. Um, I'll catch you. So I'm gonna sort of lower myself so I'm hanging, yeah. and I want to place my feet back on Graven's shoulders. Sure. And then close up the latch, latch it as it was. Or
0: was spotting you.
2: <laughs>
5: yep, it's easy enough
2: to get um, And then sort of hop off his shoulders and land. Correct. You do something superhero
0: three point
2: <laughs> yeah. alright I'm ready how about you
0: yes yeah. um, as we seem to like start meandering over to the hole in yep. the floor I'm gonna stay a little close to Erland and like maybe just give him like a little hand on like his arm or something just to signal to maybe like hold back for a second
2: as okay, Jillian sort of moves over to the railing and yeah. sort of she seems to be peeking down. Okay. You guys are a little bit back. I mean, are you. No,
0: that's fine. Okay. That's, I'm good for
2: now. Great. So I hold up with Orba. So you guys kind of scuttle over to the railing. You can look down and you see this sort of arch topped tunnel. Narrow, with barely enough room for two people to pass by each other. And it's very dimly lit. The part of the tunnel that you can see doesn't have any lanterns or torches, but it looks like it kind of kicks off to the right and it. Light is coming from there, so further down this path, presumably, there is some kind of light source. The tunnel extends about 30 to 40 feet, and that's when it takes a right angle. And you can see that the first 10 or so stairs are wooden as it kind of moves through the foundation of this mess hall, and then it turns to stone as it seems like they carved into the actual sort of cliffside, sort of part of the waterfall to get behind it. Well. Shall we?
5: After you. hmm.
2: All right. Stay close in case I have to use the ring in an emergency. Yes. 30 feet. And Jillian to move down. What's our marching order here? Who's coming behind Jillian? I'll stay close to Jillian.
0: I'm behind Graven. Yeah, I'll follow behind. What
2: do
3: you oh. see? Everyone looks at Orba? Yeah. Um,
0: I'll wait. Yeah. Okay. Are, we, are they going down? Yep. Yeah. Um. The way I see it, I'm more likely to find some kind of a library in this place. Would you like to give me the stone?
1: Why do you think that you'll find a library?
0: The odds of me finding a book are higher than you. What if? We don't know it's downstairs. Okay, if you want to keep the stone, then think about it.
2: All right, and I go down. You guys start to move, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to listen to see if anyone's coming the sort of hollow noise of the waterfall is echoing through the tunnel, kind of making it difficult to pick any sounds kind of out. And it has this kind of dripping as you're moving through the tunnel, and you feel like the waterfall noise is getting a little bit louder, and then Jillian kind of gets to the edge of where it turns to the right. She gets up to the edge and she peers around the corner, and she looks back at the group. Looks like we're all right. It okay. starts to move. And you guys kick around the corner. And as you move down the staircase, you can feel the changes beneath your feet as it switches over from the sort of pliable wood to the rigid stone. And just before you turn the corner to follow Jillian, you can already feel a bit of the spray from the falls kind of filling the air. It just mm-hmm. kind of has like a, a moist spray to it. And even with the bit of light that's leaking in, the slickness of the dark rock is hazardous. I mean, it's very sort of smooth and moving quickly could easily result in slipping. If you miss the sort of thin wooden railing, it's a long way down. And you can see Jillian as she's kind of, she's not like wobbling, but she's carefully making her steps along. And you're relieved to find that the waterfall is coming down with enough force that you should be shielded from vision while you're walking behind it. So as long as you're sort of crisscrossing along, you shouldn't really be able, you can't see into the camp and presumably they can't really see to you. There is, however, a small gap at each end, so each time the path kind of zigs back and then zags back at those ends, that's outside of the cover of the waterfall, so you kind of have to quickly dart around the corner to avoid being seen. And the lantern's spaced along the protective rails, are few and far between, not really illuminated fully, or only kind of partially lit all this time as you're sort of moving down the path. There's no guards that you can see currently monitoring this walkway, but the incline is gradual enough that you estimate you'll be doing at least five or six rotations to get all the way down. You can't see the entirety of the path, and you can't be sure that it's completely unmanned, but for now, you seem to be alone. How much time do we think has elapsed from... Uh, I know Orba and I left the operations depot around six. Roughly how much? So time you guys... Met back up and then hung. A re- you mm-hmm. guys short rested to like seven thirty. Okay. It's probably seven forty five, getting close to eight in that range. But okay. The sun is the down. Relief. Oh yeah, sunset. Yeah, she waited until the sun yeah. was down to start moving across right. the bridge. So, so sorry, what time do you say those roughly? It's it's like seven forty five to almost yeah. It's not quite eight yet. Okay. It's gonna be nine
0: o'clock for the relief.
2: p.m. I think for the relief. They're every three hours. One, four, seven, ten. Got it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe the night shift's longer. (laughs) And feeling like the noise of the waterfall is giving her a little of cover, Jillian does turn around one more time to address the group. Once we exit at the ground level, there's not going to be a lot of time, as I said. So we're going to exit this pathway, hopefully on the south side of the river. There's the least amount of distance between us and the main building. I activate the band, we find somewhere to access the rooftops, and we travel together. Again, everyone understand, yes? Yes. We went over the 30-foot radius, but it does last 30 minutes, so take your time, don't do something stupid.
3: Mm -hmm. It does
2: give excellent coverage in the dark. Orba, if you've got anything up your sleeve to blow out the lanterns along the wall as we get close, be ready to make that happen.
0: I can do this.
2: The spell works much better in the darkness than it does in the light. Is it windy enough that that would be believable? I think torches could go out in the mountains. Again, are they going to crawl onto the rooftops to check? Hopefully not. And we won't be putting out every one. No, just a couple near where we're going to be jumping up onto the roof.
3: Graven,
0: would you like to take my hand when we get down so you can see?
2: Hopefully, we'll be able to see the lanterns along the walls. Okay. But stay close. Yes. Yes.
4: Okay, please. All
2: right. Stealth checks with advantage as you guys are looping (laughs) around each of these corners. There we go. Christ.
0: Uh, Natural 20. He's back. 22. 11. 8. 16.
2: Make one pass behind the waterfall. And then a second. Mm. And then a third. And what brief glimpses of the camp you get as you descend, Erland is able to get a good peek as he's sort of carefully skidding ahead and then ducking back behind the waterfall. It does look like the Black Line sentries are not along the ridge currently. This <sighs> is
1: <sighs> huge.
2: And for Erland and Orba, the sort of distant picture of the harvesting yard that you'd gathered from the third floor of the Operations Depot is quickly morphing into this kind of foreboding reality the further and further you go and the buildings begin to rise. It no longer seems like sort of a distant map along the horizon. Mm. And finally... Sorry, when I see the black lines oh, yes. not present, oh, can I? I know, right? Uh, can I? Uh, does it I'm seem like... like the guys that were manning the towers have like assumed a,
1: a better lookout? Uh,
2: there are lanterns along the edge of the balconies, and you don't immediately see people. Like so... they're they're not like hanging off the ledge of no, the towers. No, it seems, but okay, you cool. do not know where they are. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But, but yes, you do not immediately see them. Sort of taking up looking out over the camp. Great.
1: Yeah. And we haven't heard any kind of. I mean, we're behind you a
2: waterfall. You
4: can't hear anything, but, really. Yeah, can't hear anything. And finally. And finally.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, please. <laughs> you make a quiet turn around the last bend to find a small, hollowed-out area behind the base of the waterfall. The ground here is better maintained. Sort of a crushed cobblestone mixture that's been set and leveled out divides into two pathways that curl around the plunge pool so it does look like you can exit both on the north and south sides. One leading to the north, one leading to the south. And in the center of this kind of hollowed out area there is a large smooth slate that kind of is on an angle sticking up out of the ground. And it does look like there's some writing on it. And there's a number of sort of small oil lanterns surrounding its circular base. It kind of has a little sort of religious-looking effect, although you don't know that it's religious, but it kind of has, like, a... It's clearly been placed here as a sort of, you know, monument, obelisk, that kind of thing.
3: Hmm.
2: And You sort <laughs> of peer down into this little area where you can see that.
0: There's no writing of any kind on the slate?
2: There or? is writing on it, yes. Oh, You, sorry, just, sorry. you guys just haven't gotten down. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the so There's you guys it. move down into this little pocket here right before you're about to exit out from behind the cover of the waterfall. (laughs)
3: Thanks.
2: And as you get closer, Jillian, you can see Jillian look over the slate. She doesn't seem to react to it. doesn't seem like she can read what's on it. And she immediately starts to go, like, to see if she can peek out carefully behind the waterfall. Uh, Safira, you notice that it's written in orc. Okay. And if you take a moment to translate it.
5: My letters. (laughs)
2: You can see Jillian. she's on like one knee and she's kind of waiting and posted. So you guys are kind of behind her, she's kind of looking up.
5: Sophia, it looks like at least one of your arrows may have done the trick. No black line. Oh god, I hope so. Well done. What? On the slate there. What is it? If you must change yourself to remain of use, do not hesitate to do so. Better to be transformed than to be forgotten. Some kind of
2: proverb that you recognize in Orc?
4: Do
5: I recognize
4: it? No. Do any of us? No. (laughs) Is this another nod to the dead?
2: I don't know. I don't know if that's Black Lion related. They don't typically speak Orc, but...
5: You don't think it's some kind of a test, do you?
2: A test
1: for...
5: I don't know, passing through this area? So you must change yourself to remain of use. Do not hesitate to do so.
1: Is it possible it predates the camp? Does it seem... Yes, does it... Do do, do the etching seem old? Like, weathered?
2: That's hard to tell. I mean, it's etched into the rock. I mean, it definitely could be, but it's... Again, it's not like inked or written, like, in a way that looks carved, so...
5: You said there were, like, oil lanterns around it. Yeah, like, there's, like,
2: it has, like, a circular base and then a flat slate sticking up, and around it are a bunch of oil lanterns.
5: And are
0: they lit?
2: Yeah, they're lit. This little area behind the waterfall is lit.
0: I don't like it.
2: Some kind of favorite credo from the camp boss? I'm not sure. Perhaps. I see we get
4: moving out of here. Yes,
2: I'm just waiting to make sure that... uh, nobody takes up viewing on one of the sentry towers now that the black lions are gone
3: mm.
5: is it ridiculous to think there might be some kind of a spell if you pass through this area before you're I don't know somehow transformed then maybe you're not allowed through
2: I don't know I think it's far too late for that yes has anyone touched the wall yet the wall the slate what
1: what is stepping out of this area towards the camp me uh, entail? Is it just as soon an archway?
2: Uh, yeah, so it's like this little rock-like pocket. It's like a cave almost, mm-hmm. and the waterfall is kind of flowing here. So yeah. as soon as you come out either this way or this way, depending on which side of the river you want to come out on, you'll be out from behind the waterfall. So it's a pretty big area, Oh uh, Yeah, it's, yeah. Bit, it's like behind the waterfall. Yeah, it's a decent sized area. And this part's lit, but it does look kind of as soon as you get out from behind the waterfall. You don't see much light until you see the
1: lanterns kind of hanging dotted along the uh, walls. Should we try to detect if there's any magic in this room?
0: I was just p- thinking that, actually. Is it worth the time? I'm happy to. I, I, I can do it instantly. Okay. What? Morbid right. takes her crystal out really quickly and see and Detect! Cast Detect Magic.
2: The slate does not glow at all. Doesn't seem to be any magic. However, sort of, you're focusing on the slate, but in the periphery of your vision, the plunge pool lights up a bright color in the side and it looks like it's of the evocation school of magic which doesn't totally come as a surprise you assume that underneath the plunge pool is the wall of force or some part of the wall of force so you can see underneath the water the kind of glow of magic and what's the distance on that What's the
0: of detect magic and see distance
2: uh, 30 feet. 30 feet, great. 30 feet. So, right there in the plunge pool, you can see it kind of light up, and you see it continue to light, and then it stops after a little bit, but you do get the impression that if you move forward, it would kind of follow the river as, as sort of the, the entire bed of the river has sort of been propped up.
3: Okay.
0: Well, the only magic I am sensing is actually coming from the pool itself. Um, can I, like... Pull my hands and pick up the water to see if the water is light? You
2: do so. You sort of pool a little bit, and it, you can look under it, and it does not look like the water is lit. Yes.
1: Would... Do you know what... This wall of force... Yes.
2: Something powerful is keeping it going. Would yes. the source of its power be visible to you? Like could this slate be the source of the power? Would that be visible with this spell?
0: Would I know if the source of the spell...
2: You would not know if it was the source.
0: It wouldn't light, right?
2: If it, if the source was magical, it would light, yeah. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm seeing yeah. no evidence of that. I I am not sure, to be quite honest. Okay. I um, was
5: overly cautious, maybe we should... That's all right. I overly we're cautious
2: can. from here on out is the way to go, I yes,
0: think. Yes, I would
2: okay. agree. Jillian, once again, it's me kind of looking... Out. And beyond the protection of the waterfall, the Shockey Mountains harvesting yard stretches out before you. Lanterns spaced evenly along the exterior of the main building give it an almost temple-like atmosphere. And the way the tile roofings overhang just a bit, it cuts off the vertical dispersion of the light so that all you can see from a distance is a sort of winding strip of exterior wall. It looks like someone has taken a dollhouse and kind of removed the ceiling so that you could play inside. And the rock shifts up sharply on your right. You can see the outlines of the Sentry Towers. All is calm, as far as you can tell. In fact, your position here on the ground, the only person that you can see is the guard stationed at the southwest entrance. If we go back to here. Mm -hmm. Again, this one barely on the map, but that one there. As as we're taking a sort of pause here. Yep. Can I take out the spyglass and sort of check the... I guess this tower is the closest, the southwest tower. Yep. Can I check the tower to see if there are this sort of two guys Give me a there? perception check. Yeah. Uh,
0: detect magic lasts for ten minutes, too.
2: Okay. Um, Concentration-based? 17. 17. To right. mm-hmm. So you take so it out and you hit. look up, and it looks like you can... They're not out on the balcony. It looks like you can see the tops of heads of a couple people... Maybe having a conversation or something, but they don't seem to be out on the balcony, not looking out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And can I go? I know it's uh, mm-hmm. from where we are. I wouldn't have the <laughs> no, because you're, you're crisscrossing right. the waterfall. Yeah. yeah so point. then, would I be able to see this far tower? Sure. Yeah. In the distance, you don't see any troubling signs in the way of like people sort of looking out on Great. the balcony. Yeah. I just know. scan across where the black lion were patrolling between you. Don't see any black lions mm-hmm. along the ridge. Um. Uh. Okay. So spyglass away. Jillian. Yes.
1: No black line, no extra guards patrolling the edges. All right. It does seem like there are two men on this nearest southwest tower having some sort of discussion. They might be figuring out what to do next. This might be our window. I think that's entirely the case.
2: All right, everyone get ready. And she sort of crouches down. She's kind of lifted up off her knee. And she's sort of crouched. And once again, she just gives kind of one last look over the surrounding area. And despite your breeze, the high altitude, and your wet clothes, there is a kind of ambient warmth that's cropped up Mm -hmm. as you've kind of weaved down this walkway. And you look down at the plunge pool, and you can see as it's kind of lit with the magical energy, little bits of light that make their way there, there are a few thin wisps of steam that kind of peel themselves up off the water, kind of giving the illusion of one of the hot springs that you came from, but not nearly that Mm -hmm. sort of hot, it doesn't seem that heated. It kind of dissipates into the night. Jillian wraps her pinky finger with her right hand. She loosens her grip slightly to kind of present the black ring to everyone to make sure that everyone knows what she's doing. And then she wraps it again. When I say go, we go. Don't stop until we reach the outer walls. And Jillian kind of whispers for a moment to herself. She twists her finger, muttering. And as she does so, you kind of look around and the silhouettes of each member of the party begin to kind of ripple and bleed into the surroundings, kind of like coloring outside the lines. And anyone in your periphery begins to kind of lose distinction to the point of ambiguity. It seems as if they've melted into the environment. And it's only when you put your focus directly on someone that the kind of outline comes back into shape. So it kind of has this hypnotic kind of effect as you, you're able to only kind of focus on one person at a time.
0: Cool.
2: And everyone, as you know, within 30 feet, just practically, of the spell has the Pass Without Trace. You get a plus 10 to your stealth checks. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in addition to what your plus already is? Yes. Stack it up, baby. Stack it up, stack it up.
0: up,
2: (laughs) As long as you're within 30 feet and the spell's duration, which Jillian has told you, is 30 minutes, so it lasts a decent amount.
0: Does everybody light up for me?
2: Uh, you see the ring kind of light up, <laughs> okay. but uh, there isn't really a... The ring is producing a magical energy, but it's not making people magical, so no, people don't okay. like light up in that sense. That's <laughs> That'd yeah. be so cool. that
0: would be ridiculous. You see
2: some kind of tendrils of magic kind of coming off the ring as they seem energy. to be going to the party members. You can see that kind of happening as the energy is kind of... Because she, she can pick who is right. under the effect of the spell, so yeah. Oh, cool.
3: cool. God, that's
2: cool. There's a moment. Go! Who's going here? What's the order here? I'm staying. Yeah, okay. yeah. same I'm kind of order. Yeah. Give me stealth
1: checks. Standing. Plus ten, baby! Yep. Don't feel oh. Hold on. Oh my god.
2: Okay. Sixteen. Oh wow.
0: Jesus, you're out of control. Third one of the night. 20,
1: 26. 32. 28. <laughs> Guys! <laughs> what was you? 16. What was
2: you? You start to move. <laughs> and you notice that even though you can hear your own footsteps kind of crunching along the grass, if you look down, the spell also allows you to not literally make no trace. So as you pick your foot up, the that. grass is not <laughs> oh, like bunched so down or rotted. It's literally, literally, in literally in any almost like
4: levitated. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like so. Oh. Of sort of it has sort of a feeling of kind of running through air and on air as you're kind of moving quickly I get used to that. through the yard. <laughs> And you get up to about maybe fifty feet to the wall, and Jillian kind of gives a quick look back at Orba and motions to the closest portion of the wall that's coming up on you guys very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. And you guys are moving. Should I have my crystal ready? Sure. Yeah,
2: fifty feet, forty feet. Thirty feet. Right.
0: <laughs>
2: so what are you? The effect is what exactly? So
0: I am gonna create like a gust of wind to come and hit the sure. torch really hard.
2: Right. So there's sort of a, and you can hear the kind of rocks along the bank kind of skittering a little bit as the wind kind of comes out. And there's probably two. What, what's the like radi? It's like a thirty foot range. Thirty foot ra- range. Great. Area. So there's probably like two lanterns that you guys are headed right towards, and those two kind of go out.
1: Is that on the map? Is that part on the map? Or are we
3: still
2: like, uh, outside of the... Uh, yes, so you, you, this, the lanterns were literally right there. And those are the ones that orbit right, put right, out right. to, like, two lanterns right there. And Jillian kind of gives an approving nod, and she goes, and she gets up, and she kind of puts her back up against the wall, and she immediately... I'm like, go over. Uh, and go over and hop up. Uh, she's motioning for you to join her in. Oh, webbing. oh. We're <laughs> uh, <Ireland's> He <laughs> st- <laughs>
3: pulls you back <laughs>
2: down. Does, does eh? Let's go. All right. I'll I'll go mean. first yeah. Give me an athletics check with advantage. Okay. Okay. Come on. That's my That's favorite go. thing. Can we, as we're on this wall, do we have a better sense of what this building is now? Uh, What do you mean? Like, uh, there's no. Windows, you, as as we're approaching, there's the no the windows. The windows the no, the no. Or, like, what you mean, what's inside there? Yeah, you can't really tell. that. anther. Nine. 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 Great. So he steps on, and the two of you, and you Graven's heavier than you kind of anticipate, and the two of you kind of lift, and you can't can't quite get your hand up, and you slide down a little bit, and Jillian grabs you, and she pulls you down into, like, a crouch, and everyone kind of gets into this little huddle for a second. And as you're looking around, it has that same kind of sensation where, like, people kind of disappear in your periphery, and Jillian looks. One more time. Let's go.
3: Get back in the place, yeah. Give me another one.
1: Come
0: on, let's go.
1: Thirteen.
3: Thirteen, oh.
2: great. So they sort of web their fingers again and get into a wider stance, and they kind of, <sighs>
3: mm.
2: and Julian pushes up and get up to the top, pull yourself over, and then Graven leans over the kind other side. Little, yeah, lay yep, down. Yep, kind of ready. Let's go. know. Okay. Bizarre. She's next, and the two... And now with them lifting and Graven pulling, you're able to do so pretty easily. So they lift you up, Graven pulls you up to the top.
3: All back. Okay, Marble runs. Again, yeah. to get
2: up. Zephira. <laughs> gets Zephira up. Jillian, all right. Jillian steps on your fingers and she gets up. Great, Jillian sort of grabs up, grabs Raven's arm. Pulls up, it's too so tall, tall for you to one. just reach, It right? is too tall for you to reach. All right, can I take... I don't want to get away from 30 feet, but yep. I want to take a few steps back, and Erlen's going to try and run and, like, take a couple steps up the wall. To Great, get and top. Jillian's got her arm down, yeah. and Graven's got her arm down. Give me an acrobatics with advantage. Aye, aye, Uh, 21. Uh, Great. There's the moment. Wow. One takes yeah. One foot on the wall, and Graven and her clasp sort of around the wrists. Pulls himself up. They pull you back, and you kind of go over the top of Graven and Jillian. There's a moment there, and it's very, very, very dark up here. There's no lanterns on top of the roof here, and you can feel the kind of hard clay tiling, and it is sloped. It's not super steep, but it's sloped a little bit, so that if you are sort of lying on your back, the sentry towers behind you along this ridge really would not be able to see you, even if they were looking right at you. So there's kind of a moment here. Okay. Chilling breeze.
0: Orba goes over to Graven, because you know that he can't see, and Bizarra, she'll kind of shelter them. Graven,
2: the and you do hear her for a second. Uh, lanterns are out. Shit. And you can hear the door. It sounds like this guard that was here noticed that there was a little bit of darkness and has gone back into, you know, get oil or something to light the
3: lance. I
2: think we're all right.
3: Okay. Slowly.
2: So you get up here. Now these roofs are gently sloped, but aside from the barracks that are sort of far off to the north there, everything is only one story. So the, the rooftops, even though they're sloped, are relatively level throughout. You're, you don't have to like climb up and down different levels because the things are all one story. There isn't sort of a taller portion. And from here you have a good view of the ridge line. And once again, it doesn't look like there are any people on horseback kind of monitoring the ridge. And in addition, as you've left the noise of the waterfall behind you, you can hear a little bit of a din coming from up ahead where you're headed to the east. It's too far to make out any words, but it sounds like you can hear some shouting or barking of orders. And some horses kind of (laughs) whinnying, neighing coming from where you think kind of the loading platforms are. So you hear that kind of commotion going on. Jillian stops for a moment. Perhaps they're uh, negotiating with the black lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep your head up. continues. She's kind of placing one hand on the side and allowing herself to move along the ridge. Your boots click across the clay tiles. Passing the footbridge on your left, and reaching a juncture that splits into two directions. Mm-hmm. This area here. Wow. And Jillian takes the left path.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And she looks briefly over the side. And she gives Orban Erlen kind of a look. It's hard to tell from here. Size of the waste product, the uh, yeah disposal. I cannot tell from here.
0: If you have a piece of mirror, can you get an angle?
2: It's
1: going to be very dark. Okay. With, with dark vision, we can't...
2: Yeah, not really. It's kind of the angle, and it's down near the river, so... Yeah,
1: uh, how about the, um, where the pool drained?
2: Uh, where the pool drained? Give me a perception check. Sweating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we're a little closer to life. You
2: guys are, like, right here. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's where she's looking over the edge of the yeah. river. I mean, there.
1: just give me the green dice,
2: always. Um, uh, national 20. Natural 20.
1: Wow. How many of those do we have? A lot.
2: Okay. So you can look down over the side, and it does look like there is kind of a stone... It's not a pipe, but a carved out little segment that goes up into the sort of pool room area, whatever you want to call it. And it looks like it would be a tight squeeze, but it looks traversable for pretty much anyone except Graven. Uh, and mm. and it, um, there's no, like, great or cage? Or there is like no grate or cage that you can see from here. All right, can I, um, if I'm like right near Jillian, can yeah. I kind of give her like a yeah, little girl, tap? Right. And sort of gesture to the. If the door's locked, or if we want to try something perhaps a little more.
1: clandestine, that might be a, a, a way for Safira, myself, and you to get in. All right, we'll keep that in mind.
4: Chimney for us then?
2: Hopefully, yes. If that mm-hmm. doesn't work, perhaps the uh, other room that disposed of waste, or worst comes to us, you come with us for a little bit and make your way through the building. Oh, my goodness. Let's call that the last option. Yes and you get to the circular area large Mm -hmm. circular area Mm
3: -hmm.
2: the outline of the chimney now certainly in view you could tell it was big from a distance but now up close the width of it is surprising it's like 15 feet in diameter this massive massive chimney and the walls are sticking up at least three, three and a half feet up off the roof. So you can sort of peek up over it. It's large enough that but like... It's only if about out.
1: three feet from this... Um, from the rooftop. From the yeah, roof it doesn't extend oh, wow. super super high. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. so it's just
2: kind of a wide little sticks up, okay. and then it cuts off.
1: But like, wide. Yeah,
2: yeah. but it's yeah, yeah. But at least 15 feet wide. And it's large enough that, like before, uh, with the kind of uh, wall that Jillian placed her back up between, you can kind of scuttle over to it and sit and put your back up against it, and by doing so, sort of block yourself off from much of the vision from around the camp. And Jillian does so, she kind of goes over to it, and she sits down and she kind of... Motions to everybody.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody, I'm um, gonna sit next to Orva Sure.
1: It's still and really dark up here, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's almost pitch black up yeah. here. Yeah. But you're sort of following. I mean, there's outlines because there's lanterns lit. So you're following basically, you know, your gut and the sounds of people in front of you, basically. And Graven, as he kind of sits down, has to
3: tuck tuck <laughs> himself
2: well in to keep your head from poking up. a Goliath on spotting. the side of that chimney.
1: Goliath. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: All right. Who's going to uh, take a first look? I'm the smallest. So I'll do it. I can't see a oh, thing, I to see. you? I, I, I believe it's going to have to be me. Why? Okay. Take a peek. i going to it up. Mm-hmm.
0: Give a little peek. You peek can up up. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. She's going to put her whole head. Take a look.
2: So you look down the chimney and it is completely dark. It does look like the lab or room, whatever it is, is not lit at the moment. There, are no, as far as you can tell, no light sources emanating from within this area.
3: Okay.
4: Um. It, sorry. Yep, if no, there was a furnace or something that's burning, mm-hmm. like, would that be lit up? Or, I mean, if it was if on. If it was for
2: conventional means, yes. I mean, okay. there's no flame. There's definitely right, no okay. flame. Um, and at the moment, because Orba, uh, what? Well, how long does? Ten minutes. Last ten minutes. You are able to tell that nothing magical is at the
1: base of (sighs) it. Okay, that's a good sign. What's this roof made out of? Uh, Like clay tile. Could I conceivably like take like a take a tile off? It might make noise. I mean,
4: maybe. Just
1: thinking about it. Break it off.
4: Yes, I still have wood in my bag. If you need to throw something down. I don't I bl- I don't know if we want to throw anything down quite yet. I feel okay. like maybe
0: we hoist me down first and then I can give you a signal for Graydon to throw some light down so that you guys can then get down as well.
2: Mm. Okay. What's the range on Dark Vision? Sixty feet? Sixty, oh, yeah. Okay, so you are able when you peeked over you also were able to see the bottom. It's it's you can't see colors, but you can see in in, in shades of grey. Okay. And you are able to discern that at the bottom it seems to be like a bed of Sand or ash or soot—you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. It does seem like residue of, okay. you know, burning waste. Whatever, it's hard to tell. And okay. whatever it is, again, doesn't seem to be on at the moment. There's no flame or, or any kind of energy emanating from it. At and
0: the, the di- like, if we were to just jump and fall, what is that distance?
2: Probably about 13 feet, because okay. it's probably about a 10-foot ceiling, okay. and then plus the, the, you know, the height of the chimney.
0: Okay. um if you want, Graven, maybe hoist me down, get me as close to the ground as possible. It well, seems like there's some sh- kind of soot at the bottom of the floor. I can just hopefully be padded as I fall.
3: I can't see,
1: but is there something on this roof that we could tie a rope off to? Given, given the Goliath's size, should the Goliath not go first and we'll all sort of hoist him down using one of the climbing kits?
4: Also a possibility. We need to decide. He's not going to be able to see what's at the bottom is the problem. I That's think we should go first. I think, is
1: there is there anywhere around here we could anchor a rope up here? I we could it. hold it?
0: But then we won't be able to get out.
1: But, it, but I mean for when we're trying to get out later.
0: Can I peek I, and I see know. if there's anything we can tie to?
2: Uh, there is not really I, I, in, in terms of. I mean, it's it's right in the middle of this big clay tile right. top, so right. you'd need a very long length of rope to get to off the. No edge No
0: satellite of, TV. <laughs> just,
2: the lip, I don't think that would hold him anyway.
1: The lip of the chimney could we conceivably go the wrap around the chimney and? It's then, no, it's too much wow. rope. I mean, that's, how much? How really the length wide. of rope? Fifty feet, right?
2: Yeah, that's I mean, fifteen
0: feet wide. Quick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, pi r <I> squared. <laughs> and again, there's also no guarantee. As soon as you wrapped it around and then put the rope over, if you tugged hard on that, that it might is. pull the it rope off. Roll, Yeah, That's what I mean. There's not like a good lip on it. Okay. No, they're not really. Not like that. Damn it.
3: Wow. Well?
2: I think this was a problem that we foresaw. Who was our brave soul here?
5: I'm happy to go down. Yes. Look, it could be toxic waste
0: at the bottom of this. I. I should we really leap into it? I don't know if we're going to find out an answer unless I do it. I feel try. like I need to do it.
2: If you're not feeling good about this, then that means we're going over to where the waste deposits are and you're going to hope that you can climb through there.
4: No, I want to do this. All Question. Right. Yeah. Um, since you just mentioned the that I have a bottle of antitoxin, mm-hmm. does that have to be taken before? Yes.
2: Yes, it gives you advantage on poison-related saving throws. Oh,
3: no, no, no. What?
2: That's
4: the
3: deductible. The, his <laughs> terrible dad just <laughs> dad. We oh. 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 yeah. told yeah, yeah, yeah. when we
4: found that. Oh, but if you're worried about uh, toxins at the bottom, I have a bottle of anti-toxins. I'm not the one who was worried here. Me I neither. Mean, I think you could do it.
3: All right.
4: No,
5: I think you should definitely take an antitoxin before you're dropping into something that could be toxic waste. I think I'm going to be OK. Enough.
2: Give her the bottle.
0: Orba puts it in her bag. Lower her down. Thank you, Graven.
2: And he definitely... Your feet can't touch the ground with him leaning over, but it's it's uh, a short enough drop that you're not going to hurt yourself if you drop okay, all Okay, so
0: hand. she'll just give him, like, a light squeeze and right. kind of let go and fall.
2: And again, it, there is sort of a little dust-up as you <laughs> hit the bottom, mm-hmm. and some of the, like, soot and things, kind of the particles kind of <laughs> go into the air a little bit. And there's no sound or anything for a moment. But then there's a little bit of a smell of kind of burnt leather. Oh. And you look down,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: whatever the substance is that's at the bottom of the chimney looks to be somewhat acidic, and you can hear a little, and you can see a little bit of steam rising from the edges of your boots. It's not like tearing through your boot, mm-hmm. but it is eating away at it quietly and slowly. Mm-hmm. And you take a quick look around, yeah. and with your dark vision you're able to see that There's an iron grate that runs around the base of the chimney. So it's not like you drop down, it's just open. Mm -hmm. There's like a grating that runs around the exterior. Okay. And there's four latched doors that look like they're big enough to crawl through. Like the people in the lab would open the door, toss something in, and then close it so that they could, you know, get rid of waste. Sure. So there's one kind of north, uh, you know, west, south, east. Like in all the directions, there's four of these Uh latched grates.
0: Okay.
2: So right now you're sort of hearing sort of...
0: And are any of them currently open? None of them are the currently open. Uh, and is there any kind of circumference to the chimney where this material uh, is? The intended?
2: material's kind of in all of the this area.
0: Okay, so Orb is going to, like, do a quick hop over to, let's say, the north one.
1: Great. And you're going to a little more of that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lower a rope down, just that it'll be there if sure wants you to do it. Okay, uh,
0: and I'm gonna try to open the
2: grate. Great. So you c- the latches on the interior side, obviously, because you wouldn't need to open it from the chimney side. Uh-huh. So you kind of have to snake your arm through, <laughs> oh, get it around. Give me a dexterity check. Oh.
0: Oh my God. Uh, would I be? A- could I cast mage hand and open it easier? Is that
2: cheating? Can no, can you cast <laughs> it uh,
0: no, you can cast exactly. it through
2: like a graded object or something? I, just, I mean it's definitely I have not a cheating. Of it, yeah. Then, uh, then, that's not cheating yeah. at all. <laughs> Is it cheating to use my spells? Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can use the hand to manipulate goes. an object, open an unlocked door, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah So yeah as, right. as I hop I'm gonna try to cast mage hand. She
2: goes up and like Starts to stick her fingers through And she's like no, Yeah, That's, that's not
4: too much
2: The hand appears And from the other side You're able to <laughs> Open it up And it
4: Okay I'm gonna get out
2: you okay. see Orba kind of skitter out from under. Oh no, you can't see oh, that, I can't but. Sophia yeah. uh, and Erland can as they're like uh, kind of looking over the okay. edge.
0: Okay, uh, can I do a quick check on my boots?
2: Uh, yeah, they're kind of. They're not, again, they're not continuing to be actively eaten away at, but it seems like it's melted into the soles of your boots a little bit. Like,
0: okay, but my feet aren't, like, exposed in any way?
2: No, your feet aren't exposed. As, you're walk, as, you, as your feet hit the floor outside of this kind of chimney, you do feel a little kind of, like, stick on the floor, like if you stepped on gum or something. Ooh, it kind of okay. A... I'll,
0: I'll take my boots off, actually, and leave okay. them at that little door so sure. I'm not tracing this Ooh. stuff, like, throughout the room. Um, I'm in the room now. <laughs> um, okay.
2: She takes her boots off and steps back in the ass. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay, um, can I quickly take a look around and see if there's anything that I can, like put, like, a like a pizza paddle kind of thing for the okay. furnace so that they can come down.
2: Uh, you see a lot of things in this room. Okay. Nothing that fits that description.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Paddle. For uh, uh, Okay, give me one quick second while I yes. see if there's anything. She's
2: in the shell. Uh...
0: Yeah, the she's show. no longer in
2: the she's base of the, the yeah. chimney where, where the toxic or acidic stuff is. <laughs>
3: um...
0: Oh, okay. Actually, I have the crazy skirt that that woman wore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I like touch the? How quickly does the fabric disintegrate with that acid? Slowly. Okay. I don't know. It
2: would take a couple minutes.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. There's, there's some. It's some kind of acid disintegration thing on the. Bottom, I'm okay. I'm just going to put down some clothing so that when you come down, it's not going to ruin your shoes or hurt you in any. Were way. you
1: able to get through without take without getting hurt?
0: Yes, I'm okay. Then let's go. Yes,
2: that's so right.
1: It. My pass without trace is running out. Okay, all
0: right. yes, great.
1: Why don't you go next? I'll lower you down.
2: Okay. You do something with me. Let's go, and you, and lands on the skirt. And again, you can kind of hear the sort of.
0: And I, like, sound off yep. and like, this way, this way, this way yeah
2: you have to follow Orba's voice because yeah, it's yeah. completely blacked down here you, you do so you kind of make your way over and you can feel the edge of the grating and you find the opening and you grab <gasps> onto Orba's hand yeah. it pulls you through is the, uh, is the passage big enough for me?
0: can I do?
2: it's squeezy but yeah maybe.
0: it's squeezy but
1: yeah
0: <laughs> why don't you I feel squeezy. like to throw something too light like the skirt do you need to be touching it? what? You need light.
1: No, I just wanted to make sure that I did. Jillian's kind of kinda help, looking go,
3: around.
1: everyone's going to put go, a go. hand on Graven's shoulder real quick, pull up the smooth stone, give it to him and say, this belongs to the tiefling, give it to her. Go, Here go. We go. Kind of Kind of crawl over and like kind of hang. hang the edge, and let yeah. go. And as you do
2: so, your weight kind of, the skirt kind of crumples mm. up around your feet <sighs> and you can hear it kind of
3: a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you make your way over them,
2: and you pull, and you kind of get caught a little at your shoulders, yeah, and you have to kind of squeeze, like... and the two of you pull. Give me, uh, give me, you give me the athletics with advantage. Thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, four, uh, is six, uh, sixteen. Sixteen, great. So holding them, they're able to kind of pull you, and you wriggle one shoulder through, and then the other, and you kind <clears> of... <throat> fall yeah. through, pat myself down. Yep. And as you go to pat yourself down at your feet, it looks like the skirt has kind of melted yeah. into <laughs> your boots a little bit. <laughs> Dope. Um, so they're yes. kind of, I mean, it's not yeah. like, they're not ruined, yeah. but there's like pieces it's of fabric that have singed themselves <laughs> to the edges of your boots there. Mm-hmm. We're down. Get All right. going. Alright. Good luck. You too. We'll see you on the other side. See you then. <sighs> we'll go back to the rooftops. Oh,
3: oh right. a nice oh, job. Boy.
2: Jillian, Safira, and Erland, after confirming their companions' relatively safe entry into the chimney, they make their way back across the rooftop. And Jillian seems to be moving a little quicker now. She's sort of forgoing a little bit of safety, just knowing that we're coming up on the end of the... abyss. she doesn't want to use the spell a second time here as you're up on the rooftops. And the bridge itself, as you get up to it, is not lit. But you see a flickering light emanating from the pool bathroom. You can see it because of the sort of glass ceiling looking down. The orange glow, visible. And there are doors on both ends of this bridge, both on the north and the south side. One leading there, one leading here. And you can see as you kind of peek over the edge. Neither of them are open. And neither of them have windows to peer through. They are solid doors. And Jillian kind of crouches on the edge. All right. I cannot tell if they're locked from up here. So the backup plan is to jump off the bridge, and then hopefully we go through the tunnel that you said might have been large enough. Yes. All right. Let's go. And Jillian, again, she sort of slides down, hangs at the edge, and lets herself go. And it's not a huge drop, again, it's like eight feet drop off the edge of the roof. So the two of you are up there on the roof, Just go.
1: After you. Okay.
5: And I'm gonna lower myself down.
3: Slide. The tip the Down to the bridge.
1: <laughs> Follow us in. Here
2: down to the bridge. And Jillian, sort of as the first one down, she listens for a moment. You can see her as you're sort of coming down as you see. And then as soon as you drop down, the two of you can hear this kind of wooden recurring sound. Sort of a rotation
3: sound.
2: Jillian looks over the edge of the bridge to the west. And she gets down kind of on a knee and she peers over and you see a, like a, a look over her face of a little bit of understanding. Two motions, oceans. And you can take a quick peek and it does look like there's a small water wheel that's being powered by the river. Likely what had the jacketed man so, you know, angry about the debris floating through the river that it was sort of gutting up the works. Mm. Jillian goes over to the north door. She kind of goes up to it. She listens. can't hear anything. But there is light coming from in there. You don't know if the guards are stationed in this room or not. Uh, We know that there
1: is a guard somewhere in there. We just don't know if it's in this room. Right. Or the sort of northern, the more northern room.
2: Well, and Julian grabs her ball off her back and takes an
1: arrow. Is it not safer to go through the the, the water waste? We're going to end up in the same room, no? So At least then we're not barging through a door.
5: But then we're not also leaving a body. What are you going to do with it?
2: The body is a last resort. We're going to have Erland open the door with us weapons drawn, and hopefully we won't have to use them.
1: <sighs> okay. Little... If we crawl up through the waste, we're going to be in the pool yes. in the middle of the room. Yeah. I'm going to yes, crack the yes, door yes, first yes. and see if I can see anything.
3: Christ. Mm. All right.
1: Yeah. Julian kind of
2: stands at the ready. So Arlen's going to, is it like a knob or a handle? <laughs> it has like a like a, lap, like, not a latch, but it, yeah, it has a handle, but it, it's not a knob. You right. kind of, <sharp> great. So I'm going to do that quietly and kind of try and peek through the crack of the door. Give me a stealth check. Still plus 10, oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, oh, Twenty-three?
1: No, <laughs> thirty-three. 33. I'm <laughs> to Larlan, too much shocked
2: night. by his own stealthiness. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> tic <tick-toeing> for fun. <laughs> so let's do a dance. Just tell <laughs> Push it open a little bit no noise coming from what you can see and you peer in and you see a lot of what you saw before sort mm-hmm. of a stone smooth stone interior there is a pool you do not see any people as far as you can tell and Jillian's like right over your shoulder is there a the hall so I would know that there's a room to the north is there a door on that there hallway is there is a door to that next area yes. okay to for the this next area yes there's a door right there great That's, yeah so I'm going to sort of lean back and say this room looks clear I'm gonna keep the door kind of still cracked a little bit, but then slide through it. Sure. Jillian follows you. Safira follows after that. Give you your bow out or? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Jillian has her bow as well. <laughs> <laughs> you guys move in. I thought you were fighting. I didn't. <laughs> like
3: this. Yeah.
2: Great object, Yeah, thank you. You crack the door open. <laughs> Sterile stone chamber. The large recessed pool in the center. About four feet deep and currently empty. It doesn't seem like they've refilled it since you saw the water get drained. There's a small staircase on the eastern and western sides of the pool that allow you to kind of step down into it as you saw and then step back out the other side. And around the room you can see these sort of customized racks designed to hold six pieces. Two knee-high leather boots, two elbow-length gloves, a leather chest piece that extends down below the waist, and an oversized domed helmet with a very small sort of oval framed portion in the front that has a glass panel that you can, that's but it's small, it's not like the whole helmet. It's like you just see your eyes through it if you had it on. Crazy.
4: yeah. Oh, wow.
2: And the room is surprisingly well lit for somewhere that no one's currently occupying. There are four sizable oil lamps kind of illuminating the interior. And you see, again, the wooden door on the opposite side of the room from where you entered. What are those two, um, what are the two sort of, like, alcoves on the north and south side there? Uh, There, there's some racks and things there. That's where some of the things are being stored, yeah. Right. Oh, can we see where the, um, water, is there, like, is the, 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 where the water drains into? If I sort of go over to the pool. Sure, give me a perception check. Uh, 12. At the southeastern corner of the pool, you do see a decently sized stone pipe that allows, presumably, the water to drain. And the pipe is currently blocked off by what looks to be like a thin sheet of metal. And if you kind of trace a line from that sheet of metal up to the edge of the pool, there is like a horizontal bar with a pole that goes into the ground that's at waist height so you can presumably kind of lift it, allow it to drain it. Hmm. Put it down. You know, point on saying so Perhaps our escape route? Yes, um... Does someone need to be holding it in order to
1: get through it? Uh, well, what if someone holds it up and then someone's sort of underneath?
5: Well, we can try.
2: Worst case scenario, we jump off the bridge. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So... Is everything in here as you expected it to be, from yes. Up above.
1: Yes, those are the uh, suits uh, I spoke of. Yes. It seems rather cumbersome to take them down with us.
2: Yes, it looks like they'd be very difficult to get off and on on your own. It seems like you need help.
1: However... Well, they're wearing them for some reason. Yes.
5: I would argue... Th- I, I Look, they're wearing very protective equipment. We don't know how volatile this is. I I, I think we have to protect ourselves. Besides, isn't it less suspicious if we're wearing the... Oh my god, I mean, it's after hours. We we have no idea. What
1: What if one of us wears them? Perhaps the least... The least... They see two people they don't
2: know escorting someone. <laughs> no, I'm
1: saying like if the, we don't, there are probably several rooms underneath. Yes. Uh, if if need be, one person can enter wearing that, and the other two can sort of stay. And if there's if there's a need for some a need to move
2: quickly, the two people who aren't wearing them can. Well, let's see if that's necessary first. Take a quick look around, and then we'll see about the next room. Yes. Is. She goes over and she's kind of examining. She kind of goes over to hold the helmet, and you can see based on the way she has to hold it, they look heavy. I mean, yeah. she's kind of like lifting it up a little bit off the rack just to get a feel of the weight of it. And she okay. kind of, and she's kind of holding the glove. She's taking kind of a look around. Are you guys kind of looking around with them? Mm-hmm. Give me some perception checks as your are working.
3: Nat Twine. Oh my god! What the what?
4: He's <laughs> have birthday fever. Yeah, <laughs> give me the green dice. <laughs>
2: So there is one rack that's currently unoccupied by one of the suits. (laughs) So all of these racks have a full suit, except for one rack that seems empty. seems like there is a suit that's missing from here. There's a whole bunch of cleaning supplies, and again, you saw some of this along the western wall. Brushes, mops, towels, buckets, things like that. And despite what appears to be a room that is frequently cleaned... You do take a peek down into the pool and there's a thin layer of kind of a scummy buildup of some kind visible on the bottom. And it kind of has a very thin layer. You wouldn't even really notice it if you just kind of casually glanced at it, but if you give it a little look, it has a discoloration that's inconsistent with the rest of the stone. And on the western side of the room, there is a medium-sized wooden box that's mounted to the wall. This kind of looks like a cabinet, but it sticks out further from the wall than a typical cabinet would. And it also looks like it opens on the top as opposed to out like a cabinet. And there's a plaque on the wall just above the box that says for emergency contamination. And if you get close to the box, it does have a glass pane on the top that allows you to see into it. And inside are a few potion bottles with some liquid in them that you can't tell what they
3: are. You guys
2: don't have like me. Some kind of scraping tool with a long wooden handle. It's like a wooden handle and on the end it has like a flat metal blade. Okay. I like think it looks like. And then there's a thick leather cylinder with a strap. Like it looks like a gag or during a surgical procedure to oh bite down on it. It looks like oh it like no. straps on the back of the like, head. I don't think
5: I Oh shit. Should I think I get what's going on. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And there's a pair of very small burlap pouches tied at the top with twine that look very familiar to
3: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: They look like the charcoal and collie pellets. And there are two of those? Two of those. <laughs> <laughs> two of those. Too bad you don't have Graven there to mend And it glass. does appear locked. Oh, it does appear locked. So you would have mm-hmm. to like break the glass in order. Or break the lock, yes. Or break, break the, the
1: Wish She had your buddy Graven. <sighs> <sighs> um, okay. Perhaps on our way out, this, depending on how things go down there, this is... <gasps> could be useful.
5: I mean, look, what is it that you'd have to do if you were contaminated with this stuff? Would you have to scrape your skin off and take one of these potions? I mean, truly, what are we getting ourselves into here?
1: I don't know, Zephira. That's why we're here.
5: I'm just saying protective equipment might be, I mean...
2: It
1: seems fucking hell. too risky to break the lock, yes, Gillian? At this
2: point, yes. If we get through this and we've gone completely undetected... I would rather we break nothing to make no trace of our passage through. However, if we're sort of in a rush on our way out, feel free to grab what you can. Okay. Um, Erland's going to walk over to the sort of pools and sort of... I want to get down to it and sort of give the sludge a little... Uh, you'd have to kind of walk down, you could walk down one of the little staircases, yeah. Okay. You can kind of, yeah. i sort of walk to the staircase. I want to get a lot, I just kind of want to, like, touch it first. But you want to touch the scum at the yeah, bottom of the, the pool. Yeah, touch the scum at the
3: bottom of the pool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you do so. And it, it kind of rubs off, and it, it just kind of feels a little wet and slimy, and as you bring it up to your face a little bit, it kind of has a sweet kind of... Almondy smell to Ooh. it. Uh, unfamiliar smell? Yep. Unfamiliar. But it kind of, I mean, it's on your fingers and it, it doesn't hurt or, or do anything. But you kind of rock. That's so stupid. So Michael, should I be glad I
3: didn't hear
0: that? Yeah. Do <laughs> you want to do the uh, different camera? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah I, can. I was just pointing out what room we're in. No, no, I
1: like it. The, I was going to come uh, out out there. <laughs> there. The guard might be on the other side of that door. Yes, it's possible. But there are also from the the Elves map that seems to be with the
2: staircases down, huh? yes, yes, I don't see a staircase in here, so it yeah. looks like that's where we're headed.
3: Okay.
2: Is this still working? No. It also doesn't work terribly well in direct light anyway, so... Let's spitball here for a moment. What are our options besides... Killing this guard that might get us past him.
1: Well, someone's conceivably one of the technicians is down there, given that there's a missing suit. All right, that's good.
5: So we could try to fool him?
2: We could all wear suits and try to wake our way past him. Alternatively, some kind of distraction up here, and then we could slip by him while he's up here.
1: I haven't. Everything seems so regimented that unexpected technicians going down, wouldn't
5: Yes, like it might be a bit of a hard sell.
1: Does it seem like the
2: scientists and the guards have an understanding of each other's business or merely their own? Do you understand what I mean? Hard to say. I mean, the the, the labourers did arrive um, in this room. But the labourers, different from the guards, not the same people. They live near each other. Yes. I just mean, do they know exactly when the scientists are coming and going? Impossible to tell. A possible risk we could take if we put the suits on?
5: It's true. If we put the suits on, will we be a little exposed, unarmed? I mean, what would we do with our weapons and our things?
1: How many? Do you have an arming hood? Yes,
2: we have two. We have the one that we took off. The man in the jungle and then the one that I brought. So someone... As far as I can tell, the, 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 the technicians that wear these suits have arming hoods. Can you see them underneath the helmet when they have it on? No, I wonder if it's logistically important to be wearing the arming hood or if it's just a comfort thing. It is possible. It's just so it doesn't hurt Shafe. to wear them, Yes. I imagine it serves a dual purpose when you're not wearing the suits. You're clearly identifying yourself as a scientist of some kind.
1: I suppose. So what do we say to the guard, then?
5: I don't know. You're the one that's in watching the can.
2: Can you hear anything when you have the helmet on? Hmm. There's only one way to find out.
5: Okay. Who's putting it on?
2: Have I seen any any half-elves as I've been, as I was watching? Definitely. Yeah. Okay, It's cool. been a mix of people. Of all the oh. common races, yeah. you've seen half-elves, elves, dwarves, humans, tieflings. Yeah. Um. And again, looking at the suits, literally like this one oh, okay. is visible. <laughs> so... Alright. Give me a hand. Okay, shall we? You guys start to, and yeah. Severa and Jillian kind of go to the helmet first, just because you have to lift off the helmet to get to the chest piece. So they go and they kind of lift it, the two of them, I mean, they have to work at it, they kind of <clears throat> oh lift it up, God. and they place it down on the floor so they can get to the bodysuit first, and she gets to it, and she pulls it up off the rack, and it looks like it sort of cinches in the back, so you kind of slip into it, and then okay. you cinch it up through the back. And she kind of puts it down on the ground, like holding the two leg holes mm-hmm. for you to step into. Yeah. And Erlen starts to step into them, and that's where we're gonna go to a break. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Here we go. Like, how do they? I don't know. Uh, mm. Lap strength. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not so Zero heavy that you, hard you hard can't people. walk with no, it. It's then. just it's uncomfortable yeah. and it's unwieldy. I mean, it's, it's difficult to maneuver with. <laughs> Holy lord, oh,
0: yeah. oh my god! So exciting, we're in the. We're in the building.
3: I want to get <laughs> <else Yeah. things. laughs> We Want to see
2: the We'll bring it back and yeah. check out uh, what everybody's up to in their various rooms. And yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. As always. Yeah. Um, we uh, have. Uh, we still have the um, about a minute into the BRB video. If you're new, it has a little bit of background information. It does discuss kind of the mic in general and Jillian's sort of affiliation with it. If you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? before we go to break? Yep. Nope. All right. Take Bye. 15, yeah. we'll be back. Yeah. We'll see you there. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv tabletopnotch The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Tabletop Notch for updates, announcements, and really funny stuff. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. But that's enough of that. Back to our story.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We're
0: back. <laughs> and we just got raided by Jacuzzi Tubs.
2: Yeah, nice thanks, I love that name. Thank you so much. That is an adorable. You thing. love Jacuzzi Tubs.
4: I love Jacuzzi Tubs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna jump back into it. Okay, here we go. We're going to go over to the electrolysis lab. Okay. <laughs> it's good yeah. time. Uh-huh. Yep. You We're ready?
3: going. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. After extricating yourself from the furnace, you take a moment to try and get your bearings. The room is completely dark except for a razor thin outline of a set of double doors. It looks as though the next room over is lit in some capacity, and just a tiny sliver is leaking through along the frame. It's not enough to inspect your surroundings, certainly for Bizarre and Graven about Dark Vision. but it does help you get your bearings. Based on your understanding of the map, having scouted the camp, it does seem like the door is too large to lead to one of the smaller hallways, meaning it must be headed to the northeast toward the storage or loading platforms. You're not exactly sure what is in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you look around, and Orba takes a little look around. You do have a moment here. Are you lighting something up, or are you going to let Orba sort of...
1: Because uh... you you two yeah, literally cannot see anything. see
2: anything. I have
4: no abilities <laughs> yeah. to see
1: anything. Is it safe for me to make light?
0: Um. Would you mind giving me one moment while I look at... There's a couple doors... I don't know if I can lock them in any way, so give me one second. We'll,
1: we'll be right here.
0: <laughs> um, if you want, you can maybe produce a very dim glow so you can at least get your bearings, but I wouldn't light the no, room. Just
1: just get back to me. Okay. So, so scoot around the edges. Graven and Bizarre is doing that.
2: There are doors to all three of these exits out of the Elder lab. They're all closed. They don't seem to have locks on them, as far as you can tell.
0: Okay, and what kind of like. <clears throat> Is there a um, door knob? Is it a push, just like a... It seems like... It, yeah, it doesn't
2: even seem like it like latches. It seems like you just push it open, like it swings open.
0: Okay, and is there any light like at, on the baseboard where those other two doors are? The other two
2: doors appear to be dark. The only outline of light seemed to be coming from that uh, northeastern set of double doors.
0: Okay. Um, can Orba just really lightly give one of the doors just a slightest little bit of a push to see if it makes any noise or anything? Which door? Uh, let's say the door leading to, like, the sewage
2: um, drop sure. You give it a little push, and it, it's weighty enough that it doesn't, like, fling open, and it doesn't seem to, like, make much noise. You kind of push, in and it sort of... A okay. Well, it seems to open fairly easily, but give has a little resistance to it.
0: Okay. Um, go back to those two sad people. Um, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. Just me, just me. Okay. Okay, well it seems like the only light is coming from where we presume the loading docks might be. There's two other doors, but there's no light coming from them. Um, The one problem is it doesn't seem to have any kind of locking mechanism or doorknob, so... Mm. I I don't know how secure we should feel in here. Can you control the amount of glow? I
1: could try to light something and kind of keep it under my shield and part of my clothing. You might right, well... But cover I mean, it with a cloth of some kind. Yeah. You've done that before, Julian. How'd you,
2: know, you do that uh, when you are at your little campsite? Right. You, you
0: can't it. really cool. investigate if you're blind, so... True. If Why? you do want to stick together... so Please. you have the same light source.
1: Okay. Go Is ahead. there a piece of something you could need? Just a small... Something um, in the room.
4: Can I just grab... Like, put my hand in my bag and grab one of those pieces of wood?
1: Uh, yeah.
4: Which, <laughs> which piece of
1: wood did you
2: grab?
4: Um, from... Mm. Uh, the the, yeah, wings. the splinter. Sure. Yeah. I still have <laughs> reference points. Because
1: I was like, I knew this
4: would come in <laughs> handy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a
1: little soggy.
2: What? Yeah, it is a, a little, little I soggy.
4: I noticed that they were the same ones from before, so mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. help. Cool. So That's I awesome. just kind of like, one minute. And I reach in and, here, yeah. this piece of wood.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Lights up. Are you kind of wrapping it in anything?
3: Um, or Are you tucking it under your arm? What do you yeah,
1: your just kind of... Uh, because I have my shield still. Yeah, you've got your um, stuff. Yeah. Mm.
0: Do you... Oh, what about this? And I'll pull out the veil, because I'm
2: imagining oh. it's sheer. Perfect. And that's what Jillian used before when you mm-hmm. wrap it Perfect. That. Try this. Thank you. And wrap it up. And again, you can kind of control it. It's not sort of illuminating the room right. in such a way that it would be sort of noticeable from a different room.
3: hmm
2: And you take a look around at this elegant workshop. Tales of Harvesting Yards conjure up images of sleaze, slime, suffering, display of primitive barbarism. But everything in here feels meticulously organized. Someone who takes great pride and great care in their vocation has designed this room. Around the large central furnace there seem to be four stations. Four quadrants of this circular space that have differing kinds of apparatus, presumably for different phases of the process. In the southwest quadrant, an area that might be mistaken for a kitchen if it was taken out of the context of the camp, a number of long rectangular countertops extending out from the wall with a rack on one side that's bearing a number of bowls, mortars, pestles, what appear to be large marble rolling pins, and some kind of tool that has a thick wooden handle and then a flat metal part sticking out. Possibly used to scrape or spread. It kind of has a thick thing that you hold, and you kind of (laughs) scrape it or spread something Mm -hmm. around. In the northwest quadrant are a series of tall, vertically-oriented glass tubes, perhaps five feet in length, and they're held up off the ground by metal prongs sticking out from the wall. So the wall has these like prongs sticking out, and then they're holding these long... These glass the
4: tubes.
2: The thin, you said? Uh, the, you could get your hands around them. They're not, like, they're not huge. Okay. Yeah, sort of these long, thin tubes. The tubes look like they can be disassembled mm. in sections of about one foot in length. Like, you can see a little crease every foot or so that looks like they unscrew or detach in some way, so you don't have to take the whole thing apart. hmm And the bottom section closest to the floor balloons out into this sort of bulb shape. Mm. And each bulb sitting at the bottom of the bulb, which is now just a couple inches off the floor. This is the bottom most part. Seems to have a clear gemstone in it. Big chunk. Possibly a diamond. And they're in varying states of sort of condition. Some of them with excellent clarity, size. Others that look foggy and brittle as if sort of corroded away over time. So different stages of use. Mm -hmm. And next to each of the tubes is a long pair of metal tongs hung on a hook, wide enough that it looks like it could clamp around a section of the tube and remove it from the rest. Okay. The Northeast Quadrant our series uh, of... Oh, sorry. Well, that was the other <laughs> The Northeast Quadrant, in its general sort of arrangement or format, actually looks familiar to Orba. In her past, she's happened upon rooms dedicated to infusion at a sort of magical, you know, you might see these in a school or or any number of places.
0: yeah, relax. Okay.
2: Whether it was infusing spellcasting focuses with magical energy, infusing gems or jewelry with certain properties, basically the beginning stages of crafting magical items often begin with infusing a mundane item with magical essence. So it can kind of be... Imprinted with new attributes and mm-hmm. qualities. Mm. And infusion processes can vary a lot depending on what you're trying to infuse. So here you see a bevy of kind of arcane paraphernalia glass blowing tools, vials, stirring rods, jars, funnels, hourglasses, lengths of twine, a magnifying glass, sieves, all kinds of things. And there's quite a few things sort of Hands spread out here, mind. but they do <laughs> seem organized in a way. It's not a mess, there's just a lot of things on the desk.
3: Yeah.
2: And all of it is on this semicircular stone counter that attaches to the wall on both ends. So, if, if this is the wall, it sort of circles like this. So, there's a hole here, like uh, in on the interior of the semicircle, touching the wall. And the hole in the center seems to have a large bin for non-dangerous waste to be thrown into. You see some pieces of wood, broken glass, shards of things in this waste bin in the middle. So while they're working and fusing, they can sort of toss things into the bin that -hmm. they don't need to incinerate in the furnace. And finally, the Southeast Quadrant is dedicated to a large glass dome that seems to be bolted to the floor. Probably about four feet tall. and six feet in diameter, it's quite large. There's a flat metal top with a horizontal lever that looks like if you pulled it would open up the top. So it's sort of, there's this metal, there's a dome, Uh and then on the top there's this metal sheet with a lever. And it looks like if you pull the lever, the sheet would come off so you could put something in the case. Uh, Got it. It opens up.
0: Okay.
2: And inside it kind of has a terrarium-like environment. Okay. There's a layer of dark soil running along the bottom. The droplets along the interior of the glass indicate it kind of has a certain level of humidity. There aren't any plants or life forms that you can see, but there are a few patches of a stringy white substance mm-hmm. running along the soil. Mm. Stringy white like on the hand. substance. Very much like on the hand. And there's also a copper tube that extends out from the terrarium, sort of towards the middle, and then it disappears down into the ground. Whoa!
0: Copper tube extends out from what? Mm-hmm.
2: So there's the dome, uh-huh. and there's a tube coming out, kind of, it runs along the ground, maybe a couple feet, and then it goes down into the ground, so you can't tell where it's going to.
0: And I can't tell where, it, where it's coming in from, either?
2: What do you mean, where it's coming in from? It's attached to the dome. There's a dome, pipe coming out from the dome, oh. and then it goes down into the floor. Okay. Well, so the
0: dome is the origin of the tube?
2: Yeah, like, theoretically, if you pumped something up through the tube, it would come into the dome.
0: I see. Got it. <laughs> I was going backwards. Yep. Me too. I was doing <laughs> I mean, the same theoretically,
2: thing. the other way also. If you could, if you were in the dome, you could, I don't know, if it produced something, it could go down into the tube. But yeah, okay. you could, like, fill it up.
4: Right. Okay.
2: And as you move about, the entire room kind of has a faint mixture of smells,
3: mm-hmm. which you
2: can't really pin down. Especially since there's this pervasive, kind of soapy overtone stemming from the likely fact that many of the surfaces are scrubbed down after use. The infusion area and the countertops, in particular, are spotlessly clean. They have a kind of shine to them, some of them marble. Occasionally, you get whiffs of sort of a perfumey, flowery smell, and then it kind of shifts into a shaved wood, sort of sawdusty, dry kind of aroma. And it kind of comes in and out of your nostrils. Not unpleasant, just sort of. Odd. Unfamiliar. Those are the four quadrants that you see along the electronics lab. Mm, that's a lot.
5: Okay. Where so, would we like
1: Other than that, there's just the two doors. <laughs> three doors. Well, sorry, there's the two doors, the two smaller doors. Two smaller doors. And yep. then the original bigger door that we yep, saw. It's that, a set of double doors, lights, yes. Lights. yes. There's no kind of like air ducts or hatches oh. anywhere. Uh
2: not that you can see. It, no. Okay. big question
0: is, should we try to clear out or make sure that there are no people anywhere nearby before we really start investigating here? Yes, so we
1: need to have an escape plan first. Oh. In a way, a way, the way that we're going to leave here.
0: Yes. Yes, we should have that. Do yeah. we have the... Did you dangle a rope from the furnace?
1: There was nothing to attach it to. Okay, so we need to check behind the doors.
0: Yes, it's either... I would imagine our two best options are going to be leaving from the loading dock area, although it's probably well lit, or hoping you are big enough, or small enough, my friend, to go through the sewage.
4: The sewage, yes. And if you go yeah. to the door and put like your ear against the door, can you hear anything? Which door? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's the, You said there's a big double door. So
2: yeah, so the this... The big double door seems to be leading up this way. It seems too large to be headed to one of these smaller hallways. So okay. these two doors have no light coming from underneath or, or, or around the edges. it was very okay. dark. And then this one seemed to have light. This room might be lit because you can see light coming through the door. So
4: I'm going to go up to that door and try to listen. The double door?
2: Yeah, great. Make a perception check for me. Terrible. Um, eight.
4: Eight.
2: The only thing is, as you get sort of close... There is a very small gap where the two double doors meet each other, and you can kind of peek, and it's really hard to make anything out, but you you are able to kind of see a wide hallway, presumably, as you would know, kind of the basic orientation of the map. And you can see down at the ground, and there's, like, rails along the ground that might run carts or things along Mm -hmm. the ground. Other
4: than that, you don't see or hear anything immediately there. As far as I can tell. There's no one there at the moment, but I couldn't see all the way through. All right.
1: And we know that even that that goes over the water, but that's all enclosed. It's not a bridge. Like it's not know. a bridge. Yeah, it is not open like the other one. Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. All right, well, shall we check the other two doors really quickly? All right, I'll go you over. can.
1: You can see best.
0: That's true. Okay, I'll go. Let's first go to the sewage door.
1: Great. So you crack that one open, and
2: you don't see anyone, and there's just like the sort of I'll bring this back up just as the sort of design you would know from the map Mm -hmm. you can see down about 15-20 feet and then it turns to the right it's like a stone corridor it's not lit you don't see any people there but you can't see beyond the turn you can't see into this room
0: um okay Uh, Orva's gonna give like a finger she's gonna slip out for a quick second and traverse and maybe like peek around here that corner
2: sure you peek around the corner there is a door here
0: Okay. Uh, same, like, swinging door kind of thing? Seems to be,
2: yes.
0: Okay, I'm gonna come back.
1: While she's out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, sh- Um, I'm gonna walk over to where that kind of area from the wall where the bin is. Sure. How far away mm-hmm. is that bin from, like, mm-hmm. Could mm-hmm. I, do I, would I have to lean way over?
2: Uh, just a little bit. The countertop's probably oh, three feet wide. Doesn't mm-hmm. mm, yeah. trust me. You could definitely lean
1: you know, over. Oh, go ahead. Not about, it's not about trust. Me. Um... What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
4: what are you doing? Well, she's out that way. Because um, he lit that wood, so I can kind of yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's got the, the room is like, it's shadowy, but you can see around the room. I'll go to the other door. Uh, the, Okay, sure. Yeah. You can go and push on it, but it's it's
1: dark again. Like,
4: you I couldn't see any light yeah, You
1: can't see.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. If I, As soon as I see that she's even walking towards the door, I'm going to take one of the Necrocilium and kind of... Place it down Give me a, a sleight of hand check with advantage.
2: Ooh. Into, which, into which bin? Where the, the like, infusion waist bin. Is The waist out. bin. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so. Sleight of hand with advantage. Uh-huh. 16.
2: Graven sort of walks over. He's got the light, and as you kind of move over to it, you tuck the light a little down near your hip so the, the light kind of fades from up above, and you... Smart. And it, it sounds like, it doesn't make a lot of noise, but it does sound like there was stuff in the bin. It does make kind of a like... Little crunching, like it settles on top of some stuff that was in there. Got. it. Um, Give me a perception check as you're over here, next. Okay. Should have
5: gotten more scat-
2: <clears throat> There's So many there. What is it a one? It's is
5: a a one. it really a one? Well, you...
2: uh, you're just preoccupied. I mean, yep. you're, you're yeah, concentrating, really concentrating on uh, getting that crystallium in there. <sighs> you, you, <laughs> there's nothing that catches your
1: eye immediately beyond, beyond what you saw already. Um. Okay. That's that's. Um... Okay. They're not taking very long, so that's... Yeah, well, it's
2: like, orb back or, by yeah. now. You kind of throw it in, and you look yeah. back, and Orba has re-emerged.
3: I realize oh, that
0: it. I've changed my mind. Did I see, like, light through that door? Uh, no. For the sewage door? Okay. Great. Should we start exploring the uh, Yes, let me just clear this one more door. here, okay. And I'm gonna go and peek out through Sure,
3: the, and like, again, the
2: door. knowing the format of it, it goes out very short. It goes out maybe five, ten feet, and then it hits a... T section it's of the still lawn. dark. Yep, it's all dark. Alright, so space. I'm gonna go
0: just up to the corner and do
4: like a quick on um, both.
2: Great. Sides. You look to the right, and it looks like maybe at one time there was a door there at this end here, but it has since been barricaded up. It's now, you can see like the frame of a door, but now it's been filled with stone. It's not even just like wood barricade. It looks like it's been blocked off. Okay. And you look down this way. And you can see all the way down to the end of the hallway. You don't see anything. It's dark. And if you peek a little bit to see here, mm-hmm. it looks like a very small little office space. You can see mm-hmm. some, like a like a, like a a tall-backed chair with a cushion and a desk.
0: There's no door or anything? Nope. It's open. Uh, yeah, Orb's gonna sneak into that little... Okay.
1: What are you guys doing here on this time? Um, I'm gonna kind of walk over to where the, um... Um, the the kitcheny looking quadrant. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said this was one of the ones that's like really clean and meticulous. Yeah, there are like a lot of, not a lot of, but there's a lot of tools. Yeah, and there
2: are. And as you walk over there, you can also see there are cabinets underneath <coughs> the countertops. Like there's little sliding doors that also, if you slide them open, bowls, rolling pits, more of the same stuff. But there's storage underneath these countertops. Okay, I'm gonna kind of kneel down and and. Start looking into those. Sure, looking around. What are you looking at? I'm
4: going to go to the northwest with the glass tubes and the stones.
2: So as you sort of walk over to the tubes, you see a little box attached to the wall right nearby. It has a plaque above it that reads for emergency contamination. Hmm. As you get close to the box, you see that it has a glass pane on top that allows you to see into it. And inside are a few potion bottles, Mm. some kind of scraping tool with a long wooden handle, a thick leather cylinder with a strap, and a pair of very small burlap pouches tied at the top with twine. You can see into it through the glass, and it looks like there is a little mm-hmm. keyhole on top. But otherwise, it does seem locked.
4: Oh, and what does the keyhole look like? In what way? Um, in the shape of
3: mm-hmm.
4: like the like the shape of the. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like think about it, like because I'm trying because I, I have a key. You did. Mm-hmm. So, is it the clover? You could try. I'm gonna. Oh, is an alarm gonna go off? Oh,
3: it's okay, a good question.
4: Can Sorry. I? Can I first like inspect it to see if there's any sort of wiring or?
2: Oh. Uh, not as, again. The things I described is all you can see.
4: I'm gonna try to put the key in, not necessarily turn it, okay. but see if it actually fits. You take
2: the key. Are you sort of taking off your neck there? And
4: yeah, I mean, if it's not long enough, to just do it.
2: You'd have to get pretty close. Yeah, positive. that's fine. I'll take you know, it off. Take it off. You get over.
4: Slides in. Ooh. Tasty. I'm like so nervous there's going to be an alarm that goes off. For emergency use. Okay.
2: For emergency contamination is what the place says.
4: Well. Can I take a look over to Graven?
2: Sure. You can get his attention. He's kind of rifling yeah, through, kind of through of the, the, the kitchen and stuff quietly. Process. Graven. Huh?
4: What? The key. It fits in the box. What box? <laughs> over here If there's emergency contamination, what you'd need. I you think there's an alarm. Or should I just give it a turn? I don't think you don't think we'll need we it. We can't
1: disturb anything. We have to leave it as we found it.
4: Sure. I just.
1: But click good to know. to know. Very light click noise as
2: the sort of brass hits the edges of the keyhole. And
4: I put it back on? Sure. <sighs> good to know, I guess.
1: Mm. Uh, you
2: also, are you walking, sorry, what are you doing?
1: Well, what did I notice of, of the cabinets? Was there, are they kind of brimming? <laughs> what, what do you mean? I don't know, like, is there a spot I could mm. move a bowl, put something, slide it back? yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm just speaking of which. I'm gonna go back and put something back the way I found it right now, okay. and I'm gonna go back to the one I was at sure. and like kind of nice. take out the necrosilium
0: nice. and just kind of
1: rearrange things as though I was. Give me a sleight of hand with a mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pick
4: it out. <laughs> this
1: one's good.
4: You picked a green
1: one. Sled of hand. Don't just don't talk to me for a second. <laughs> will you? <laughs> Eighteen. All, All right. On. Sort
2: of crouch down, and with your sort of large back, you can sort of block most of the room to you. Mm-hmm. You slide one of the cabinets open, and there's a number of uh, bowls and things, and you kind of, if you put your hand in, there's sort of a right part of the cabinet that's difficult to see right when you slide it open. So you kind of move a bowl out of that spot, quickly slide it in, push the bowl in front of it.
0: Close Woo, it. Right away, you wasted
2: no time. A couple other things that you notice over near the tubes. It does seem like there's 15 of them, if you count them. There's quite a few. 15 of these long tubes. Kind of count them up as you are right there. And there is another wooden cabinet near the emergency box that doesn't seem to have a plaque, and it does not seem to be locked. It seems to be sort of a small little cabinet that you can open up. You open it up. Yeah. And it reveals a series of silver objects, long, thin stems, and a small ball on the end. The appearance is probably closest to, like, a mallet for a xylophone. It has, like, Mm. a long stem and then a little ball on the end. And there's probably at least eight or nine of these, you know, in this little box. And they're all kind of, there's these little wooden sort of notches that they're each hung on in this little cabinet.
4: Okay. I'm going to
2: take one. Sure. You can do so.
4: I'm like, I'm going to take one and walk over to like the, all the tubes in the, with the glass bulb, and like see if there's a place that you would use this for, like, or try to figure out how, what the connection is.
2: You don't see what, what are you doing with the, with the mallet?
4: They're glass, right? Mm-hmm. And so is the bulb at the bottom?
2: Yeah, the, it like, it, it, it goes down a glass tube and then it bulbs out at the bottom, like a like a light bulb, but upside down.
4: Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just like trying
1: to figure. I okay. turn around and see her holding a mallet <laughs> next to the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: Just trying to see how it's all connected.
1: Okay, but don't break anything.
4: I won't. And I'm just gonna like <laughs> um in in order for them to be disassembled, the mm-hmm. tubes. Is there? Open it like is there a place to unlatch something? Yeah,
2: it looks like there's a very thin metal band around each of the creases that you would kind of unscrew a little thing and then it would allow you to slide the part of it out. So I didn't know if
4: you had to use the other end of the mallet. Hmm. Um do you see anything that these could be used for?
1: Diamonds, gemstones,
4: No These mallets. Oh. There's a series of them in a cabinet. No. Give me an arcana check. I I might know. know. If you
1: give me a moment.
4: (laughs) Think harder. Two. Don't know.
1: Don't know. Yeah, you don't mean anything to you. The gemstones are used for magic. It's They're using them up. You can see how some are degraded and some aren't. The process must use the the power within the diamond and they slowly break down. I don't know what they put in here. I don't imagine mallets have anything to do with it.
4: Okay. <laughs> Can I just walk up to the bulb and just... Sorry.
2: I'm not... She's already doing it. What are you doing?
4: I'm literally just going to place it next to it and see if anything is, like, conducted.
2: You get close to the bulb. And you pull it back. And there's, like, little... There would seem like there was little sparks of electricity, kind of coming from between the bulb and All right. You
1: figured it out. (laughs) Are you you pleased?
3: Do
4: you think it rejuvenates the stones? Mm. Or just conducts the heat? It...
1: I don't know. It it, it has... It's one of the tools for the process.
4: Can I try it one more time and hold it just a little bit longer?
1: (laughs) You get cold?
2: And the light and the sparks get a little bigger. Take yes. it away from there.
4: just wanted to
1: see I what would happen. I don't know how volatile it is. Okay. Put that back, please.
4: I begrudgingly put it back in the case. Fine.
2: Close the cabinet. Think about what you guys are looking at next. Orbo walks down the hall a little bit, and you peer just around the corner. And this area, this little sort of recessed portion, it's very small, I mean the whole thing is probably less than five by five big. And it's pretty bare, there isn't, there's like a basic desk, there's a tall chair that looks relatively comfy. There's no kind of like books or anything like that. But there does appear to be a couple drawers on each side, kind of one, two, one, two on each side of the desk. Mm -hmm. And then there are some... It looks like racks that are currently empty that would fit um, flasks and tubes and things, but they're, it's currently empty at the moment.
4: Okay.
0: Uh, Orb is going to quietly open each drawer and take give, a peek inside.
2: Give me a stealth check. Oh. That's 14. 14. dee dee seat. Open one drawer. Nothing in it. Open another drawer. It seems to have some... Uh, like magical apparatus similar to what you saw over near the infusion station. There's some things there, like you see a magnifying glass in there. Mm -hmm. You see um, some, uh, it looks like some pouches that might have some kind of powder or dust in them. It looks like there's like magical components in this drawer. It's a series of things. Okay. Close that drawer. Go to the other side. Mm -hmm. Open one up. Looks like there's parchment ink quills not written on, but writing supplies. Mm Mm-hmm close that door and you go door the you go to the last one mm-hmm. it's locked is
0: there a keyhole yeah um, okay more of a, for a second and then takes one last quick look nothing like on the desk or anything give me an investigation check uh 13 13
2: take one kind of quick look around just under the desk on top of the desk and there is kind of a leather it, it's like a leather square that you put on top of the desk to sort of prevent any scratching or writing or anything like that. It's like a protective cover. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of lift it up and there's a small key underneath the leather. <gasps>
3: oh God. <job. laughs> I said ah, <laughs>
2: opens up the <laughs> you open it up and we're going to go over <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, I had. A- <laughs> so the other side. The- what do you guys think about what you're doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Us again? No, no. i oh, are gonna okay. go over to the pool room Ooh. area. I know was
3: right.
2: Where Jillian <laughs> and Safira are in the middle of dressing Erland, and they so he sort of steps into the two things. Uh, Jillian goes around to the back and she's like f- f- cinches up f- f- the back with the tie and she ties it off. And Severe is helping him sort of run the gloves along. And you can see, you run it up to your elbow, and where it come down from the shoulder from the chest piece, there's like two little metal rings, yeah. and it does look like you kind of twist at the at the joint, and they kind of lock into place. So you can kind of go... And then it's like on there, so they're attached, kind of. She slides on the other one. You've got the two gloves on. How's my sort of... kind of test my movement as I yeah, do Yeah, Yeah, it would be cumbersome, but it's not like... It's not like, you're not like stiff, but it is, it's definitely more difficult to move. Yes, right? I wouldn't be able to, I, I would expect that I wouldn't be able to be as agile as I Yes, yeah, so it would definitely okay. be more difficult to, to move around Good like okay. yeah. And again, they help you with the boots. You step into them one at a time, pull them up to your sort of knee, cinch them, and you can kind of move around a little bit before they put the helmet on, and you can still move decently, it's, you know, it has a little added weight mm-hmm. to it. You did have to take off your backpack to put this on. Okay. So it's like on the floor, you know, while they were doing this. Okay. And then they go over, and the two of them pick up Sphera, the <laughs> helmet. Um, at this point, Jillian had already put the arming hood on you. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, the arming hood. Okay, yeah, great, yeah, great, great. great, great. So you have the padded kind of shoulder. Tuck my hair back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now your head, like your face is visible, and then there's like a blue hood that's yeah. kind of tight to your head. And already it's kind of dampening your hearing a little bit as the cloth is over your ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you slowly kind of put the helmet on and lower it down. And right as that happens, you can already feel like it's tough to sort of it's not you know difficult but you have to be conscious of your balance i mean Mm -hmm. it's definitely very top heavy and you can feel the weight on your shoulders kind of sink down and you get the impression that the people who wear these for long times i mean that's that takes a toll on the body kind of wearing this for a long long time and as safira and jillian are, are lowering the helmet down you can see along the back after they've lifted it off the rack there is like a hole in the back that looks like you'd hook up a tube or a a pipe, something to the back. It currently has nothing attached. To the back of the helmet? Yep, in the back of the helmet. And now your vision is limited to just a little piece of glass that you can kind of peer through the front.
1: (gasps) Can you hear us?
2: And it's like very quiet, kind of muffled.
1: Can you hear me? If you're loud. If I talk like this, can you hear me?
5: No. Ah. What the fuck is he saying?
1: (laughs)
4: if you're loud, to whisper sound. Tommy. So I have to speak at a certain volume? Yes. yes. All right.
5: Idiot. <laughs> what? You didn't, you didn't hear that. There's <laughs> <laughs> no
3: Remember that lip reading question I had episode she turned away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Jesus.
2: Erlen's gonna um, uh, point at his backpack and point to Sephira. Could you just... What do you want with it?
5: Just. He back. wants me to carry it. So the we shame. don't leave it behind.
2: We're all putting these on.
4: <sighs> uh-huh.
2: Right. Hmm. So. But if you can hear me, then they're going to. I assume that they're able to, to talk to each other. I hope that the sound is muffled enough that they won't be able to know that your voice is not one of the scientists. You think they're able to recognize every single scientist by their voice?
3: I have no idea.
2: I think that's the risk we're about to take.
5: Okay. I'm gonna, I I, I wanna start kind of going over to the next
2: right. suit and trying so to... And so as Jillian starts first, and she kind of helps you pull it up to the waist, cinches it in the back, and you are able to help with this. I mean, the, the fingers yeah. are, are thick gloves, but it's enough that, aside from tying in the back, which takes a little bit of hand dexterity, you can definitely like latch the latches on the elbows and on the on the knees. You are able to do those things, so it's not like impossible to use your hands mm-hmm. in sort of a fine manner. Yeah. And you can do the same thing. Chest piece, glove... <laughs> Erlen pulls the other one on her hand, t- t- boots up. Just out of curiosity, does this mess with my armor class as not wearing
3: no.
2: uh, uh, Do for me? It <laughs> would provide a, some amount of protection that would be different. If we get to that point, we will no, definitely Jesus. get to that. I'm sure it's less. It's sort of armored, but oh, yeah, right. it provides some protection. Right, but because yeah. it's armored, it means I'm not going to um, be able to... Use abilities that require you not to use armor, right. yes. That's what this means. <laughs> <laughs> that was all condensed yeah. into yeah. one movement. Uh, Sapir gets all the way dressed up. And now the two of you, if you try to communicate, it's almost impossible. To communicate oh from inside of one suit to someone else who's also in a suit, it's almost impossible. Can you hear me? I can hear you both, but I think it's, it's too thick to get through one to the other. So... We're going to go down, hopefully get past the guard, and then take the helmets off so we can communicate. (laughs) Sort of a big glove. (laughs) (laughs) And Jillian goes over to the rack, and she starts to Ask pull up her own kind of thing. And she now has to kind of cinch to the back, and she doesn't do quite as good a job. Everyone can go over and help a little Yeah, bit. it's difficult with the tying in the back, but, you know, it does the job. Yeah, it's it's cool. sort of able to get it up. And now Jillian, she had given Sophia the other arming hood, so Jillian's wearing it without the arming hood, as you sort of, the two of you lift the third. Yeah. And you can see, as soon as you place oh. it on her shoulder, she sort of winces a little bit. You can see oh. her eyes sort of through the visor. Chafes. <laughs> and now you guys have your three bags kind of off to the side. And Jillian goes over and she grabs hers. And she sort of looks around and she points down into the pool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And she lowers it down. Current. She lowers yeah. it on the north side so that if you came through the door there, you wouldn't be able to see that there was something in the pool. You know, yeah, suit. The same. yeah. Same. The same. So the three of you... Now, without your things, kind of wandering towards the northern door.
5: This is, terrifying. This is terrifying. Oh my god! Right.
2: And Jillian goes first, and she places her hand on the door. And she, for a second, it looks like she's about to go to listen, and then she realizes <laughs> she can't do that, and she pushes the door open. And you find a small vestibule without much in it, still lit by lantern light, so you can see there are two ways to go from here. A door directly in front of you that, if memory serves, leads to the outside. Is right. still up? Yet? Yeah. This door out here that would lay towards the barracks. And then to your right, a staircase oh. that sort of spirals down at right angles. It's not sort of a round stair. It kind of goes, yeah. you know, in right angles all the way down. And you can't really see. You don't see down only a couple levels. And Jillian kind of wanders over to the staircase and she looks down. And she looks at you. And the three of you. Start to make your right way down. And Jillian's kind of bracing herself on the side of the wall, letting her hand kind of run along the wall. And the three of you, and you can only see through these little visors. Oh, yeah. Keep and it kind of has this <sighs> muffled kind of noise. You can hear your own breath kind of filling up. But it does have a hole in the back, so you're not like breathing your own air mm-hmm. over and over again. It does slowly. It feels a little warm in here, but it feels, you know, you're getting fresh air slowly. And you start to move down the staircase. And as you move, you can see that the staircase is also pretty well lit. It does seem like they keep this area, you know, open for people to move down here. You saw the guards constantly yeah. change shifts and things down here. And you circle down the steps with light footprints. Pausing. And kind of making sure that you're steadying yourself. You can tell that Jillian's trying to feel out the weight of the suit in a way that she doesn't want to look like novice in the suit. She sort of waits, Mm -hmm. takes a couple steps, and she'll make sure that she kind of has herself so she's not kind of tumbling forward. She sort of slowly descends down the stairs. And you move further down, and you go around about four or five rotations. (laughs) It's hard to tell exactly. And you get to a little chamber at the bottom with a stool, an oil lantern on the wall, and a heavy iron door. It's an undesirable assignment if you've ever seen one, and there is a guard currently seated on the stool. And already the air that you're breathing in kind of feels stale, like you're taking in either your own breath or someone else's breath. And it's warm, both inside the suit and it seems to, as you descend down, it seems to have gotten even warmer. Which seems like it should be a relief from the kind of biting mountain air, but it's this uncomfortable warmth, like you're sort of standing in a large crowd indoors. And the iron door has a large numeral 1 printed into it. This door is to the left? It's now right ahead of you. You're coming down the staircases, and the door is ahead of you. So it's not like the map we received from the... From uh, the y- uh, so you guys have spiraled all the way down already using that Great, map. okay, so this... The door is right here. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, okay, that's what you're looking at. Yeah. Great, great, great. Uh, and you get down, and immediately you can see the guard, who was kind of seated in sort of a casual slumped position... He, 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 he had clearly heard, and he's looking up already as you're descending down, and he gets up and stands up to sort of see you guys, and he looks you over. And it looks like he has a little bit of a perplexed look on his face for a second. And then you see a, a, a kind of look wash over him of almost sympathy, and he looks at you. Tybalt's got you working late. Thought you guys were done already. Well, if you need the hoses or the kits, they put them away, so you'll have to get them out of storage. The lights are off, but they're charged, so, you know, just flip them. And he stands there. And Jillian, sort of in front, kind of gives a big nod with her helmet. You can see the helmet kind of weighing on her shoulders as she's nodding. And Jillian starts to move towards the door, and the guard kind of moves towards mm. the door to kind of block the way a little bit. And he kind of gives you... All a look, he kinda looks you in the eyes through the visors. And you see kind of an expectant look on his face.
3: Oh.
2: And Erlin's gonna go.
3: Oh my
2: god. And he's going to do something very specific that he recalls nearly immediately. and that, right oh
0: my god. Is, that
2: right is it right hand left? I just want to double check. Sure it's right
0: hand, left hand. <laughs> How many times have we talked about this in the last six it's days? Right hand left. Even I wrote it down. Okay.
2: Um, he's going to take his left hand oh god. and do this. And Jillian kind of sees you do that out of her. She sort of turns to you. And as you're doing that, she now comes up one and does one, it. Yeah. And the guy's standing there. And he moves aside.
5: The Grimari one. <laughs>
2: That's when I was
5: getting flashbacks out. Good God. <laughs> Holy shit.
2: Oh, God. Jillian goes up to the door, and it looks like there's like a groove in the door that you put your fingers into, and it slides open. So Jillian puts a big gloved hand in, and it... This is The a one on the door, you said? Yeah, this is a big iron door with a one on it. And the door slides open into pitch black. Or Linda Saphira, sort of with their dark vision allowing them to see, your vision is obscured by the nature of the visor, but you are are able to see into it, sort of grayed outlines of your surroundings. But Jillian, you can already see, is sort of walking in a little (laughs) trepidatiously as she cannot see into the darkness. And about ten feet in front of you is what has the look of a very tall kind of candlestick. It's this copper rod that sticks straight out of the ground, and then it has a flat top. And sitting on the top this sort of dish is a crystal that sort of uh, it has these kind of octagonal shape as if it's been stretched out. It's flat on the top and the bottom, about eight inches long and it seems like it's sort of sitting there on the top almost like a you know like a candle or something, but it's currently dark. And Jillian kind of wanders in. From what we can see, there's no one else in the room? You can't really see, because your, your night vision does not allow you to see further than uh, 60 feet. So yes, you do not see anyone else right. in the room at the So moment. regardless, Erlen sort of coming in last is going to close the door right. behind him. And you can see the guy kind of watching you guys go in, and you see the door kind of close in front of his face, and he kind of gives you like a... <sighs> and it's in pitch black, and you can see Jillian now standing still, kind of waiting for you guys to take the lead. I'm um, gonna look at Safira and put a hand on Jillian's shoulder. And look at Safira, sort of, she feels the. And we're gonna guide her towards the candlestick mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And does the top seem. Like you can move it or, or... or turn it? It or... seems, if, if you touch it a little bit, it seems all loose, and the top is flat and the bottom is flat. Oh, Erlen's gonna take the. the what is it, cylinder It's like a crystal, it's yeah. Erlen's yeah. gonna take the crystal yep. and you lift it. Lift it. Nothing happens when you lift it up.
5: Uh, I'm going to kind of take it from him, put, him back, put it back on the thing, and then I'm going to turn it like, a, like a, as if I'm pulling a switch.
2: No, it doesn't really... It, you can pick it up off the thing. It's not attached to anything. If I
5: look at anything around
2: here... Can I get really close to Jillian so she can see me? Mm-hmm. I mean, we... she can't see you. It's pitch black. Oh, it is to her. Yeah, she can't see um, anything. The just gonna have his hand on her shoulder and so sort she of can feel that and like pat it. Yeah, and she, then let she her go. Feel, like a big nod. Yep. She stands and um, is gonna gesture to and We're just gonna start moving. What we presume is sort of uh, clockwise around the room. Sure. And don't take the map too much for gospel in terms of the shape of everything. Just because. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I assume they don't quite know. Yeah. It's, yeah. So you can move around okay. the room a little bit. to your left and right are rows of iron bars. And as soon as you stray more than a couple feet in either direction from this sort of path that you're walking on, there's sort of a little cobblestone path as you went through the door, it turns to a soft soil. The outlines of numerous booted footprints visible in the dirt, along with other imprints that are less familiar to you. Vaguely circular shapes with small flares kind of coming out of the center. Like an asymmetrical drawing of a sun, like it has a central print and then little tendrils coming out from it. And other than that, the area behind the bars seems unoccupied as far as you could tell, but in the darkness you can't see the entirety of the space.
1: So there's no places to put these crystals on or anything like that that we can see. Not that
2: you can tell so far. You can see Jillian moving her arms around a little bit, trying to. So was there anything else on the pedestal other than? Uh, uh, give me uh, I guess investigation to Move back, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Can
2: I help him walk? Nine. Yeah, you can, you, sure. You can look. Yeah, go ahead and look with them. Oh, <laughs> come on. we oh,
0: not.
2: I so mean, the, the only thing that you're able to notice is that it does fit into like a little, like it's a hex, hexagon kind of shape that the crystal's in, and there's a hexagon kind of groove in this little dish on top that the crystal's sitting in, mm-hmm. but other than that, you don't see any other markings or anything. Uh, can
5: I try to walk up to the crystal and press it? Yeah. Like a button?
2: It does not press into the thing. Okay, I'm going to take the crystal back and again pat Julian on the shoulder, just let her... And she gives kind of a... <clears throat> just tap tap her again and take Sephira so back to the area that we know and this time continue following the wall. So like uh, if, we've what you walked, if we've walked to a wall, in, in theory, right? Or like you this have is, not changed, right? Or I think it's so a as yeah, so as you're walking, as soon as wow. you came through this iron door, <laughs> on your left and right are iron bars, wow. and you walked down a little bit, a little ways, and the bars continued. Oh, and continues. you haven't you haven't reached an ending oh, yet. and yeah. keep walking, and you're holding the crystal, holding the crystal, looking for things that have hexagons sure. to, to put it in, sort of move along, and you, after a while, you're sort of walking forward, and it does seem like. Iron bars come up in front of you, and it turns to the right. I mean, there's more bars. More you don't see.
5: I'm going emotion motion like from my. I'm gonna try to point at Jillian and then say.
2: Just walk towards Jillian. Errol's gonna turn and start walking towards Jillian, huh? and stop. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Erlen's gonna <laughs> give her the
2: crystal. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs>
3: this is the worst. What are you doing with the crystal?
5: Or
2: you're just holding
5: it. You know, now I just have it because he handed it to me.
2: I'm sure. Um. Is there. Um, Erlen's gonna
1: grab Severe by the shoulders and turn her around? Is, there, is the thing on the back <laughs> hexagon oh, shaped?
3: No.
1: You <laughs> turn her around and... Oh my god. There's nothing on the
4: ground that's hexagonal.
2: <laughs> and while you guys are wandering around, we'll go back. Oh my to gosh. The electrolysis lab.
4: Um I'm gonna go over to the uh the dome that's bolted to the floor. With sure. The um mm-hmm. sheet on top. Yep. Because when we first walked in I noticed that substance. Mm-hmm. So I reach into the bag and take out the hand.
1: The fibers look very similar. I'll go over there with it.
4: Yeah. Um, and you mm-hmm. said, like, the the way it opens is, like, easy to open.
2: Yeah, on the top there's a lever that presumably yeah. slides like a, like a metal plate. Yes. I'm going to pull it. It makes some noise as it kind of... Slowly. I'm <laughs> sorry. But it opens. And it does seem like a little bit of kind of moist air kind of comes rising up. You can see a little, like, because like, inside it looks kind of steamy,
1: moist, and now it kind of rises up out of the terrarium a little bit. And there's really not much of anything in there. There's the copper tube, it's like...
2: The soil. There's nothing in there other than the little fibers in the soil, yeah, at the moment. Yeah.
4: It's the same substance. Mm. And if you, like, look in it, it doesn't smell or... You said it's a little... Yeah, yeah,
2: the air is kind of, yeah, like, damp. Like, it feels sort of humid inside, but it doesn't strike you as anything that
1: you recognize or anything like that. I wonder what that tube goes down into. pump a gas up into it or if something drains down downstairs.
4: It kind of looks like this is their test subject area to see if anything they bring in affects the white substance and makes more Mm. something.
1: Study it under laboratory conditions, yes. Exactly. Do you have anything that... we could maybe, maybe gather some of the soil into. Do you have like a jar or anything? <sighs> I don't have a jar. Used up all mine. I see. Put some
4: in the hand. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> it would. Are you talking about like the soil at the bottom of this <laughs> dome? Would it would be, be very hard to, to, oh, it out. to get yeah, it to yeah. grab it. You need. Okay. To, you need something to like scoop it out. You couldn't reach it with your arm.
4: Yes. Okay. I have an extra hand. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> The copper pipe that's going into the tube, is it sunk into the soil?
2: Uh, no. It appears to be above the soil line. One oh. end of it, yeah. On, and yeah. One how? end is going into the dome, and then one going to oh, down. Oh, got it. Front. So it's
4: just like kind of poking in to emit or take out whatever it is. Yep. If I take the hand and put it in the glass thing in front of that tube, can, I'm going to do that.
2: You're only able to get it down so far. Okay. And as you kind of move the hand... Don't drop it. ...down into it, you get it kind of down up to your armpit. And there's no real reaction. And then the little white fibers at the bottom of the dome kind of... ...raise as if, like, hair standing up on your arm a little bit. And they kind of... And the ones on the hand kind of...
4: Go to get attached.
1: Perhaps you should take that back out.
4: And I carefully lift it.
1: Interesting.
4: Very. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put that away. Okay. I wrap it back up out of my bag. You can do so. Seems that is exactly the same material. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna go over the um.
4: And, and I'm just quadrant. gonna follow the copper into the ground and see just if there's any, there's nothing on. It to. disappears
2: into the stone ground so you can't see where there's it's headed. There's nothing
4: from around Not that there. you can
2: see. Um, where were you headed, sir?
1: Uh, the infusion area. Sure. Do um, yep. I? I recognize any of these tools?
2: You recognize definitely them as sort of arcane and magical apparatus. You don't know that it's for infusion purposes, but you you definitely understand that clearly they are using magical tools here to, you know,
4: can I follow him over there? Sure. See, see anything you
2: recognize? The only things that you see and, that you didn't kind of see right away, there are a couple of cabinets locked up, kind of raised up above. Yeah. That seem sort of small little cabinets yeah. that might be holding additional supplies. Those do seem to be locked. They're up above. There's four of those. Um, and
4: what do the keyholes of those
2: look like? Different than the emergency. And
4: I have... Um, the keys from the cave.
2: You guys have two of those keys, right? You, gave two, <laughs> to, yeah, you gave two to... Yeah, and gave two to or Erland... And it doesn't and look like that. Either. But they're all the same, aren't
4: they? The two are, but the one... Mm-hmm. Of my Not hand the hand
2: little hand one the that she used right. before. That one's different. It's the smaller. Oh. And then there's four kind of larger... Big- those one seem one's too small big small for too these cabinets. Okay. cabinets. Okay. Yeah, hmm? Smaller one was from the pouch of uh, the hand, right? Yes. Yeah. Got it. And, um... Now I get
4: it. You said there was that hole...
2: Yeah, like center. a waste bin. Yeah. Can
4: I look in there? Oh. You
2: want to rummage through there? Yeah, just sure. Just Give a see. me an investigation.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, just a little rummage. Be careful in there.
4: <sighs> a little Graven. Nineteen.
2: Nineteen. <laughs> Are you sort of moving a few things aside? Are you doing anything with your light during this time? Uh. Please. Not hmm. holding it aloft. Okay. Yeah. So it's hard. You're kind of digging around. You're kind of feeling a little bit. Yeah. And as you're kind of reaching over, you do see something down on this sort of marble countertop that you're reaching over. Oh. First of all, you see this. And as you're kind of reaching and you see that down on the thing, you feel kind of a parchment, and you reach and you pull it out, and you see this. Oh wow. And they look similar kind of both in size and, and the writing
1: style. Sorry. What have you got there?
4: Two parchments. You can read it? Sorry, they're um, just taking it all in. It's uh, outgoing crates to both Tuktu and and Yarnshuba.
1: Orders, perhaps? Can I look? Six crates, eight crates, four nectar. Nectar? So? Oh, it's the different... Mm, it's
4: all different products.
1: It's the different... It's an order. It
4: 18 seems,
1: crates.
4: it They seems are that they're, well
1: into production here.
4: They're trying to make uh, camps everywhere.
1: They're making nectar, soil, nourishment, concentrate, and pure vials. Seems Nourishment. That... What?
4: To nourish the mycodin? To make them-
1: No, I imagine they're making mycodin extract into a food, something that can be ingested. Sold. Gonna, do you mind if I keep these to show to Jillian?
4: Yeah. I'm going to show her, actually. All right.
3: And as you guys are
2: kind of looking through, we're gonna go over to small office. Or Orbit Let's open the drawer that she's just unlocked. Small key. (laughs) And inside you see a small leather-bound journal. Sort of inconspicuous in shape, not terribly large, and it doesn't seem to have a ton of pages crack it open a little bit and it does seem to have quite a bit of writing inside. Do you take the time to read it here? Um
0: Yeah, can I just take a look at like the first maybe one or two pages just so I can glean what it's you may. regarding. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, oh.
0: Wow.
2: Everyone sit for a moment. <laughs> Orbis starts to peel open the journal. And immediately, sort of based on the writing, some of the things being mentioned, you can tell that this was written by someone who was a part of the process very early in the early stages of the camp's development. Oh and Orba sits, and she turns the pages, oh and she starts to read. Everyone sit for a moment and enjoy a little story time.
4: <laughs> oh gosh. Year 444.
2: Second Triad 045. This is about two years ago. We have, after much consideration, too much in my opinion, picked out a spot. I thought it prudent to begin a new journal at this point. A new journal for a new journey. It's in the Shocky Mountains. Against my advisement, we've come to an agreement with the Black Lions there. One of Maurice's men is an estranged Rudiran elf by the name of Normania, He knows how badly the Black Lions covet the grove of Rudira, and we've used that as a point of negotiation in allowing us to build where no one previously dared to do so. I wish Master Grimari was here. We could not have gotten to this point without him. It is a shame that things turned out the way they did. Year 444, Second Triad 107. This is about a year and ten months ago, so two months after that last entry. Things are going well. We've made excellent progress excavating underneath the river below Lake Golkan. Soon we will put my theories to the test about using agitated extract to replicate the spellcasting conditions for a wall of force. It is difficult to explain the intricacies to a layman, but I described it to them as similar to a glyph of warding. A spell that is stored within the extract, but with the unique ability to trigger its own effects and then reset itself without relying on human interaction. The only requirements are a constant source of the material components and the ability to agitate the extract. I have designed a system that harnesses the power of the river to keep the extract constantly in motion, but the components have been a point of some contention. Higher quality gemstones provide a smaller margin for error. However, the expense is exponentially greater. I tried to explain that if this all works as planned, any rising costs would be a drop in the ocean compared to the profits, but to no avail. So, quartz it is. Year 444, Third Triad 109. This is about a year and six months ago. We have procured our distributor in Mukmu, rather off-putting man by the name of Duffy Geis. (laughs) Maurice assures me that he is reliable and well-connected, but his propensity for violence is something that could draw unnecessary attention. We offer him wealth that would thrust anyone into a position of tremendous power, yet he insists on continuing to purge the city of Light-Whistled State Club members. I hope that we do not come to regret this decision. On the other hand, our preliminary pockets are nearing completion. One in the hills where the Festival of Amasa takes place, one in Brickrock, one in Bukbu, and one just outside of Tuktu at Stoddard Farms. The larger pocket in Brick Rock is where we will begin educating our scientists on the process. We will start slow, taking individuals from this part of town where people are not likely to notice. And allowing us to demonstrate the effects of the Extract Concentrate. We are about to begin. Year 445, first triad 082. This is about a year and three months ago. Oh my god. <laughs> Master Gramari does not disappoint. I am pleased to find that the Concentrate works exactly as he theorized, mimicking the long-term effects of myconid extract abuse within just a few hours best of all, the effects subside after a day or two, leaving those affected to believe it was simply a passing ailment. The three kinds of effects are broken down as follows in order of least affected to most severely affected by the extract. Type A, withdrawal-like symptoms, sweating, shaking, and nausea. Type B, memory loss and blackouts. And type C, blurred vision, thickness of blood, and quickly growing blackened fingernails. It is these latter two <coughs> types, B and C, that we are most interested in. Their body chemistry has the necessary makeup that allows for the implementation to take hold. I must admit I am excited to take the next steps. Year 445, Third Triad 0 022 about nine months ago. It is with great disappointment that I report our momentum has slowed considerably. Construction in the mountains is going well, but our experimentation in brick rock has produced alarmingly few candidates. Bringing subjects down individually to be administered the concentrate is time-consuming and expensive, and the rate of Type B and C candidates is relatively low. Still, we have identified a small handful of hopeful specimens, and they are being transported to the Shocky Mountains as we speak. Hopefully the teleportation circles will be implemented soon, to cut down on travel times. But I imagine they will want to see results before they approve of such a risk and expenditure. I try not to show it, but I am nervous so much rests on the events of the coming months and i have only samples of master gramari's notes to guide me if something does not go according to plan if i cannot do it i would imagine they would try to reacquire gramari's services by whatever means necessary let us pray it does not come to that year 446 first triad 052 it's about 4 months ago <clears throat> so much to report The Myconids have finally arrived, admittedly much later than we hoped. Healthy adults are becoming harder and harder to get a hold of, but they are here now, so we may begin to work with our candidates who have been held in the Sharky Mountains for far too long. One would think the delays would add to the mounting pressure for me to deliver results, but we have acquired the financial backing of members of the Mollifair family, ...in exchange for priority access to our goods... ...when the harvesting yard is operational.
3: Hmm.
2: Using their wealth and connections... ...we've established teleportation circles... ...in three of our four pockets... ...which has reignited enthusiasm... ...about the project's potential. I am headed to the Sharky Mountains myself... ...in the coming days. It will be my home for the foreseeable future. Maurice has been there for a couple of months already... ...acting as the camp's boss... position I believe he intends to retain when the camp is in working order. It will be good to see him again. His days of late have been spent mostly alongside our loathsome distributor, who has adopted an absurd pseudonym for the citizens of Mukmu to address him by. Maurice's faith in him wanes not, however, and so I am forced to abide by his presence. Year 446, first triad 118. It's about two months ago. I am, I am at a loss. I performed the implementation exactly as Master Grimari described, but it did not work. Not only did the spores not take to the candidates, they have become grotesquely disfigured. Mute abominations that seem to have lost any sense of who they are. I brought my findings to Maurice, who was justifiably enraged. Also present at this meeting were Mr. Geiss and the elf, Normania, the latter of which came to my defense by pointing out the profitability of the camp, even without our intended advancements. Though, as a vocal proponent of the camp's construction, I imagine he was mostly worried about his own status. <clears throat> Mr. Geiss and Normania got into a verbal altercation over how to proceed with the harvesting yard. Mr. Geiss evidently concerned that our stock of myconids would dry up and he would lose his hold on Mukbu. The fight evolved into a physical one, and Mr. Geiss slashed Normanaya across the face with a blade before jamming a nearby vial of myconid spores into his wound. I appealed to Maurice. These unpredictable, violent tendencies are exactly why I didn't want him to occupy such an important position. But Maurice sided with Mr. Geiss and impressed upon me the urgent necessity of finding out where we had gone wrong. I do not know where to go from here. Year 446, second triad, 037. This is about three weeks ago. An incredible development that has preserved my sanity and potentially my life. In an act of desperation, I implemented the spores to all of our candidates creating mutant after mutant, until finally, mercifully, the signs that Master Gramari foretold presented themselves. Where Gramari had been mistaken was his belief that the Type B candidates are susceptible enough. The successful implementation occurred with a Type C, the only one in our initial batch of subjects. This was undoubtedly exciting news, but it came with its own challenges. Type Cs are the least common of all, and acquiring them one at a time could take years to research a satisfactory number. We needed a better way to identify suitable candidates, which is when I remembered a discussion I had with Gramari about a device his apprentice had developed for pumping gases into the earth. Initially intended to be used with water vapor for farming purposes, I saw no reason why it could not be modified to suit our needs. If we could convert the concentrate into a gaseous form, a kind of miasma, we could use a version of the apprentice's device to expose large groups to the effects all at once, and then identify those who showed the visible Type C symptoms, vision problems, and dark fingernails. We can do this. I can do this. Year 446. (laughs) Second triad, 049. It's about 12 days ago. Converting the concentrate to a gaseous state was not problematic, but the density of the miasma is too great for natural airborne dispersion. We need a way to trigger the miasma, possibly by temporarily heating it to decrease its density or combining it with another lighter gas and any solution must be possible over some distance to allow time for the Miasma to seep through the earth and cover a sizable area. With the company I've kept over the years, I have a solid foundation of Myconid knowledge, but I fear a misstep in this regard could result in countless deaths, as well as spend it spelling the end of our project. For that reason, I asked for Maurice's permission to consult Gramari's apprentice a task that he promptly handed off to Mr. Geiss, despite my objections. We have not found a solution yet, though I am assured that Mr. Geiss is making progress in that regard. In the meantime, I have mostly occupied myself with the study of my lone successful project. They tell me another Type C is arriving soon at the camp. I am eager to see if the changes present themselves in the same way. Year 446, Second Triad 059. This was two days ago.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I met with Mr. Geist to discuss any findings, but no meaningful progress has yet been made. He tells me that he will be leaning harder on the apprentice in the coming days, to which I said that will not be necessary, nor helpful, but Mr. Geist rarely takes my advice under consideration. I must say, it unnerves me the way that the now disfigured Radirin elf follows him around. Evidently, Mr. Geiss has identified a way to instill in him the quality of loyalty, like the taming of a wild dog. A further similarity to the domestication process is his use of a small whistle that he keeps in his pocket. I believe that without that item they are subject to uncontrollable bouts of madness and lucidity. On the one hand, I am glad that we have found a way to make the mutants useful. They are fast and strong and possess interesting powers that may be worth studying. On the other hand, I fear that their usefulness has Mr. Geiss and Maurice thinking about inflicting more Type B candidates intentionally. And beyond the fact that this was not the stated intent of the camp, I believe we have less control over them than we think. It may be time for me to meet with Grimari's apprentice personally. I know that Maurice will oppose this, but we have hit an impasse in our research here, and I have no qualms about leaving things in the capable hands of my lead scientist, Tibalt. Onward to Mokmo. You turn the page, and it reaches the
1: end. Okay. Oh, my tasty.
4: She's like,
2: did not And we're very briefly going to go back to the tunnels underneath the compound. Yes. <clears throat> Where Erland and Sphera in their suits, continue to try and maneuver and navigate who currently has the crystal. right have it. Right? What are you guys doing at this moment? i to gesture to go back to Jillian.
5: Okay, so I'm gonna take the crystal and go so back to mom. Jillian has
2: already. She's you can see she's taken a couple steps. She's sort of nervous by how long it's been since she's sort of been. Can you describe the pillar that it was on one more time for me? It is a brass rod that sticks directly up out of the ground, mm-hmm. and then there's a little like plate at the top that has a little hexagon shape in it. That the crystal was resting in the shape there. That's a, as far as you can tell. It's all. And, that I know she pressed the the crystal, but like if I press down on the entire brass rod, it, it it's move. solid. It doesn't. Matter.
5: Can I, so I'm gonna put one hand on Jillian's shoulder. I'm gonna take the crystal. Can I turn it in any way? Like, can I like? How turn, are you
2: turning it? Uh,
5: turning it clockwise.
2: Uh, it, it, as soon as you turn it, it's no longer like fitting in the no, shape. It, oh, you I, mean like, just like, in your hand? To fit? Uh, the
5: opposite way, like if. It's...
2: Sure. It, it just kind of clicks on top of the brass plate. Yeah. Oh, you. I'm you
5: trying it every permutation. Did you flip it upside down or? No, I haven't oh. flipped it upside down.
2: <laughs> <Brilliant>.
5: <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna. T- and she t- flips t-
2: it upside down.
4: <laughs> 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 and what happens when she flips it upside down? Does anything happen?
2: And the light begins <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh
3: my god! Oh,
1: that is probably the most oh significant thing that's happened this whole
3: episode. Oh yes. Oh my god. Oh, she has been dying for like 20 oh minutes. Oh my god.
2: And you hear the words in your head of the guard just outside the yeah. door flip to turn the lights on. Yeah,
4: but I thought that was going to be switched. Okay. Oh, God. It's charged. Oh, I it.
2: And as soon as the light begins to spread...
4: So funny.
2: You hear this kind of collective inanimate groan, almost like the long, slow creaking of a ship as heard from below deck. It kind of... The area behind the bars is illuminated and it doesn't sort of immediately light up the entire room. It sort of starts at a dull glow and it seems to be getting slightly and slightly brighter and the light sort of stretches out into the darkness. And the area behind the bars slowly gets illuminated and you see along the ground a creeping escalation of plant growth. At first, just a small patch of mossy-like buildup here and there. But then as I get closer to the black back wall, groupings of various fungi that sprout up out of the soil, some blues and greens and yellows with sort of different stalk lengths, visible patterns of spots and warts. And as the light starts to spread, and Erlin and Sephira and Jillian are looking around, and your breath is kind of on the inside of your helmet. On the inside of Erlin's helmet, your glass visor begins to fog up, the bluish color sort of covering the visor, and now a thin film of blue, and you're no longer able to see around in the room. As this is happening, Erlen's gonna. I can't see it all. You cannot see it all, girl. Erlen's gonna start to unclasp the, the helmet. Here. Can
5: I see him doing that? Yep. I'm you gonna can... reach out and hit him really hard.
2: Sure. Yeah. Erlen's gonna straight up push her back. Oh, gosh. And. Take a dexterity saving throw for me. Um,
5: ten.
2: Ten? Okay, so he, he pushes you back, and you do stumble a little bit, and right before you kind of get to the bars where you would kind of bang against the bars, you are able to sort of steady yourself a little bit. He's sort of panicking a little bit, and he's trying to get it off his and head. And Jillian kind of looks to Saphira quickly and back to... And Jillian goes over, and she starts to help you. She seems to kind of mm. unlatch the helmet a little bit, and she picks it up. And as she picks it up, you can see from the neck this sort of...
3: Oh, my gosh
2: blue mist comes pouring out a little bit and it dissipates and it seems to go away and you (sighs) sort of take a breath and it wasn't like suffocating you but it was the claustrophobia of not being able to see and things that sort of feeling and Jillian sort of looks at Erland and sees that nothing seems to be happening
4: oh oh (laughs)
2: Jillian resigns herself, and she then looks back in between the bars. And huddled in the back right corner of the closest cage are what appear to be four mounds of vegetative growth, a conglomeration of gelatinous membranes, hairy, fibrous threads that seem to defy gravity as they kind of sway gently in the surrounding air, each of them crowned with a colossal mushroom cap five feet or more in diameter, with thick gills running along the underside. And as the light reaches the mounds, they slowly seem to retreat, kind of pushing themselves up against the far wall and curling with their caps down, with kind of a wet, sloshing noise like mud between your fingers. or sort of a noise as they kind of push themselves back away from the light. And it's at this point that you can make out a vaguely bipedal form two thick disproportionate limbs that are wrapped around these fungal joints that are approximating kind of knees bent knees that they're holding around strings of connective tissue flexing like tendons across their sort of rubbery musculature you peer in and you see them and now you can also see that whereas before you were only kind of able to see the bars lining it does seem like they're divided up and the, this group of four is actually two groups of two in two different cages that have pushed themselves into the corner, so that all four of them have made a little clump between between two sets of bars. And you guys kind of peer in, and Jillian goes up, and you can see you can see her like put the sort of leather gloves around the bars, and her helmet kind of lightly hits the edge of the bars, and that's where we're gonna end for tonight.
0: Oh my God! Wait, <amazing>. Oh, my
2: God. They're not little babies. They're not big. Babies, they're big,
4: but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said five feet. The caps are, like, helpless. five feet wow. tall. That's really cool.
2: But just the cap, like, the dome like of the mushroom. head is five that, feet across? Yes. And then, like, the body That's part, part is small, not and be be it's be the cap. They're so cute. What? <laughs> what about this was cute? Gelatinous membranes, yeah. hairy fibrous... A base mushroom
5: head? I'm sorry, <laughs> you, you said they were like, they're, like, a mushroom like do that and say they're, they're not scared. Care. That's adorable. I can't, they retreated. No, listen. This is, this is. Wow. That is
2: where we will end wow, for god. this evening. Oh
4: my god. Having
2: successfully broken oh, god. into the compound.
4: Oh, we're there.
2: And made your way to the holding
4: pens. <laughs> Oh my
2: god. I, up. I can also give you this which tells you like the little dates for it, not like which uh, dates I are. I will take that.
0: Thank you very
1: much. Uh, uh How long has she been in there reading?
2: Like, we've been looking around, obviously. I mean, she she did that first. The first thing she did was. So, yes, she's been reading this whole time that you guys have been looking at tubes, putting things. Yes, as the whole time that you've been doing. So,
1: if we we started, if the next thing we did was to kind of go towards her, we would probably find her finishing up reading or something.
2: If you went down this hallway, but you can't see in the dark there. Uh, Yeah, you'd be walking into the dark. Yeah, she's been reading this whole time, pretty much. And you don't know that. She's been out of the room this whole time. Oh my
0: god. And that
2: is where we'll pick it up next week.
0: I have, no, I have no words. That is I have zero words.
2: Thank you all for joining oh us so God. much in this pivotal episode yeah, of God. A Peep Beneath the Veil. Pivotal <laughs>
0: indeed. So many answers. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> wow. We were asking for so that. I tell you, many so lady bears, I told lady you. Bear. Underground oh lecture circuit, God. man. I was fucking right. You Am I crazy or
5: was there
2: no name attached
5: to it?
0: You
1: this? better dump shit. There was not shit. a name that you could tell attached to it. You no. better... Open up about this guy. It's time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even if uh, it's just a I don't know yeah. that journal exists yet. I'll tell you. I don't know He'll that journal exists yet. Even
3: to if know. it's just a no, Jillian How to about
5: jill this? How about she tells you when you need to know about this fucking journal, and you can Sounds see so how like it a... feels?
0: Oh <laughs> my god. I don't think we need GGG anymore. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, the other elf ended up turning into Norman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the name. Norman. 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 Norman.
0: Holy
5: ball That shit. is so, and if they don't have the whistle, they can oh my God. be they might prone nuts. to bouts of lucidity. Sounds like we're taking that. We Hell can
3: get man. him to. It. We
5: can get him to realize who he is. That's. cool. Mm, well, bounce some lucidity. It's not going like go we well. to go well. Yeah, I don't think or that in these
2: moments. Lucidity. We'll for a second. Oh,
0: okay. wow. oh my goodness gracious. There are All lots right. of things. Lots I just. Right. I, can't. I guess we'll come
3: back lots next week. Things, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
0: guess it's I'm not, gonna This is gonna I be the worst week of my goddamn life. This is gonna be terrible
2: thank you guys so
0: much uh, uh, yeah thank you um, we Don't had mind. subs I think Tortell uh, gifted <laughs> oh, a sub um, oh thank you very much um, oh god we had uh, Skelligrimer gifted a sub I think they also resubbed there were some bits I'm so sorry if I missed them it got a little crazy
1: Skelligrimer also bitted yeah as uh, well yes, as, you did. Uh,
0: so thank, thank you, me. and we got the raid. So thank you so that's much. Awesome. Everybody. Thank you guys
2: so much for your support. It means a lot. We will update yeah. the guest book at the first of each month. we, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we were nice. one week late this time. So we're, if you see that your thing is not updated with your sub number, it will get updated on April Fool's yep. Day. April. Oh. Oh.
0: And it'll be wrong. <laughs> Um,
2: that's where we'll pick up next week. Oh, oh my god, well split. Done, Matt. the mission oh, is rolling. Holy
0: yeah. crap, what is going on? Literally,
4: you read
2: a whole journal.
0: Oh, that was nuts. Any that's other nuts. closing
2: thoughts before we
0: oh god.
2: drift off? I like no. making
0: things. We're all that's still alive. I, I, I
2: like making great and Bizarre, bizarre. had <laughs> Bizarre's just like, ting, 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 no magic amazing.
4: Wait, can I just please just. I was waiting for her to, like,
1: I was waiting for her to take out the necrosilium and be like, What this dude? And
4: then I
1: juggling
2: it. If you had already found those notes, I probably would have had her found the name. But because she found the notes, it distracted her from finding the necrosilium.
3: Mm.
2: Be- but because right. I just kind of dropped it and didn't, like, look. Yeah, and, and and
1: most of the stuff in there, oh, by true. the sound, it was
2: like papers and things, like, so it uh, kind of sunk okay. to the bottom. So.
1: Getting a natural one actually helped you this time. That was not a one. It
2: wasn't a natural one. The oh, uh, hiding no. of it. No, 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 no. Both of his oh, hidings really were successful. Well, they, they no, were when you
3: were. Steal the papers
2: for the,
4: that I found. The, yeah. the investigation right. check.
2: Yes. That's right. Yeah.
4: That's true. Try to take my <gasps> papers.
1: <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
4: National it's really Women's is. Day. Oh, Happy oh, yeah. National happy Women's Day! Day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Happy National Women's Day. That. To oh. Jillian and mm-hmm. Zara and Zafira.
2: Right. That's why
4: it? I took my papers back. In the back. Yeah. And yeah, women. Thank <laughs> Zara was
2: like, don't you know it's so anti-Suyu international? i so What's
0: that?
3: I don't know. I <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So with that, well, well, we're going to it out. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Okay. Wow. Good night.
0: That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend or leave us a nice review on the podcast app of your choice? There is always room in our party for more adventurers, despite what K'uzni may think. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as my friends, the Akali Elves like to say, your presence is a gift.